I am the way, the truth, and the life. I want to look into your face when you're sucking that out of my body. That's fucking kind of hot. Begin by slaying that one over there. We love the spooks. Better for them to die than to let them compound their sins. And if you can't see the light, then it's not there. It's just one of those days. This program contains mature subject matter. Including maladjusted youth, masochistic hillbillies, and the excitement of the price is right. It may be deemed inappropriate for our younger viewers. Viewer discretion advised. I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange journey. <laughs> this show is behind the shem shemmers. Yes, it seems. I'll give you a choice. Either put on these glasses or start eating that trash can. Yeah, it's a nasty scheme. You maniacs! What is a man? What is BTS? When we are successful, we will be. We have a real chance of this. Your patience is wearing thin. Ah, hello. It's nice to see you all here. Now, as the more perceptive of you probably realized by now, this is hell. And I am the devil. Good evening. Uh, but you can call me Toby, if you like. We, we try to keep things informal here, as well as infernal. Um, that's just a little joke of mine. I tell it every time. Now, you're all here for eternity. Ooh, which I hardly need tell you is a heck of a long time. Um, so you'll all get to know each other pretty well by the end. But for now, I'm going to have to split you up into groups. Will you stop screaming? Thank you. Now, murderers. Murderers, over here, please. Thank you. Uh, looters and pillagers over here, thieves, if you could join them, and lawyers, you're in that <laughs> lot. Uh, fornicators, if you could step forward. My God, there are a lot of you. Uh, could I split you up into adulterers and the rest? Male adulterers, if you could just form a line in front of that small guillotine in the corner there. <laughs> The French, are you here? Okay. If you'd just like to come down here with the Germans, that'd be like that. I'm sure you'll have plenty to talk about. Okay, um, atheists. 
atheists over here, please. You must be feeling a right bunch of huh. nitwits. <laughs> And finally, Christians. Christians. Ah, yes, I'm sorry. I'm afraid the Jews were right. <laughs> That'd be really kind. Thank you. Okay. Right. Huh? Well, are there any questions? Yes. No, I'm afraid we don't have any toilets. Um, if you'd read your Bible, you might have seen that it was damnation without relief. <laughs> So if you didn't go before you came, then I'm afraid you're not going to enjoy yourself very much. <laughs> but then I believe that's the idea. Okay, well, it's over to you, Adolf. And I'll uh, catch you all later at the barbecue. Bye. Keeping it informal, it's episode 113 of Behind the Schemes for August 21st, 2022. And raising a little infernal fire, this is Booberry, Black Knight of the Mothman. And all the way from the bereft coast where hell really isn't that far or hard to find. My name is Sir Lavish. You know, I've heard once or, uh, once or twice before, it's right beneath our very feet. It's in between your eyelids, if you could believe that. What if you close your eyes? You'll be there. <laughs> I'm never closing my eyes again. <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to look like that kid from Clockwork Orange and just have toothpicks. Well, as it so, so happens, I think I have that image in the notes right now. What? I yeah. didn't even know that. That's is that, crazy. Isn't that weird? Isn't that weird? Holy fucking shit, you guys! I think not! <laughs> coincidence? I no think coincidences. Not. There are no accidents either. I got a little bit of a coincidence uh, right off the top of the show. Didn't we just get the Five of Wands? Yeah, we did just get the five of wands. Do we get the five of wands again? We got the five of wands again with the with the two foxes fighting and everything. I know that's crazy. Five of wands. I know. Well, we're gonna have to re-remind everybody what the five of wands means. Yeah, this is a card of uh, of conflict. This is a and we're drawn from the line strider tarot for today, so we, we're rocking with that classic uh, inked sort of watercolor design. And in this image, you see two foxes uh, locked in combat with their maws agape just coming at each other. You get this, uh, some sort of bird swooping in in the middle. So there's a, lot of, there's a lot of hostility coming in from all directions. Yeah, these two foxes are fighting, and then this one dick bird flies in and is like, oh, and I'm going to pick your eyes out while you're at it. Mm -hmm. you know? what, a, what a day. Uh, so this is the upright uh, upright draw, the Five of Wands. Some keywords would be conflict, hostility, fight for dominance, fight for work, tension, and quarrel. Uh, this card often Honk. predicts conflict, tension, and change. Uh, it can show you that you are about to face conflict, competition, or upheaval. And even though things aren't always easy, having clear goals will help you navigate your way through interpersonal difficulties. I feel like this card is fairly applicable uh, for some of the interactions that I had this past week. <laughs> yeah, me too. As a matter of fact, last night I got into a weird argument that came out of nowhere with somebody that I'd barely just met. Nice. Uh, <laughs> just weird tensions everywhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We, uh, got into a discussion on what do we call the connectors that you find on the ends of cables? The industry standard would be male and female cables you got the plug and then you got the plug e right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but uh i guess 
that could be. I mean, that's a little sexist of you, but okay, go, yeah, keep going. I, it is. It is extremely misogynistic. And, kind of assuming uh, those genders, but okay, sure. Yep, got you. It is. Uh, I'm a phobe. So, what if it's a male end that identifies as a female end? Well, know? I. So, hear me out. This was what the argument was about, wasn't it? Yes. <laughs> okay, that's what I thought. Now, now, hear me out. Cedar cable and birther cable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Cedar cable, cedar cable, birther cable. Yes. Yeah, I, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna rock with that. See now, Sir Bimrose is saying socket and dongle. You can't use dongle because it's got the word dong in it. And you can't socket anymore. They they outlawed that in the nineties. Yeah. So. <laughs> Sir Bemrose, you need to check yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> Sir Bemrose. That's not very ally of you. Mm, the only thing out of all the things he, he just said, fleshlight. That's the only thing that's still around and legal. You, you can get one of those. <laughs> you know, I saw a used fleshlight for sale the other day. It was uh, embedded in a skeleton. It was like a DIY sex doll. <laughs> uh, nice. Well, you know, necessity is the mother of invention. And uh, these things uh, come to fruition in, in the world. So I was I was halfway interested, but then it said no weirdos at the bottom. I was like, ah, this probably isn't for me. Then oh, <laughs> you're really limiting your uh, your audience when you do that. You're Excluding right. the weirdos, that's a that's a big no no. <laughs> Can't have none of that. <laughs> <laughs> you need them. They they make the world go round. Oh my goodness! Well, let's uh, let's come back to the five of wands here. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. You finish, and then I'll put in my two cents on it. Uh, so I'm reading from tarotx.net, uh, as per usual, for when we're drawn from the line strider, and they have a message about this particular card. This card encourages you to embrace change. I think we're on the right path. And let conflict propel you towards new horizons and bigger goals. Be alert with those who might cause unnecessary tension, division, or even sabotage. The way to overcome this situation is to seek truth. Be sincere. Mm, see, incorrect. You cannot do your own research. Be sincere to yourself and others. And if you handle it perfectly, it will be. It'll open new paths towards success and prosperity. Okay. 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 I don't like it when they use the word perfectly, but I get you there. I get you there. Mm, yeah if you do it well enough <laughs> if you try <laughs> if you put some modicum well, of effort in if you're smart about it too it's not just effort if you're smart about it work hard play hard work smart play smart um yeah i can see that the five of ones as i said god this is like last week we had this show isn't it i think so i think we literally just had this card so i'll check the archives i think what I what I said about it then, I'll say about it now. Why not? Um, well, the original card, or I should not say the original, but the most popular card from the uh, the writer weight is a picture of uh, five dudes on a hill beating each other with sticks. Mm-hmm. And if you go to our IRC uh, chat room, uh, hashtag green room, and uh, you type in the right commands, you can get that art to pop up. And um, you'll actually see like a 4chan Pepe version uh, gif of, of these frogs all beating each other on the hill, which is directly taken from the Rider weight. It's very and dynamic. It's very cool. It's very like, uh, it's a very full image. But you'll also notice that in that card and in other cards that a lot of the time, the guys that are beating each other, some of them are shown as smiling or like they're having fun. Mm. 
And it kind of gives a sense of like a relaxed conflict as opposed to like a violent one or a, uh, it's about it's, like a good natured rivalry versus like a real animosity or it, anger. It, it's like a sparring match rather than a full on like Highlander styled battle. Yeah. Thunderdome, you know, all that. You're not going to war. You're not riddled in anxieties. You're just hashing something out that needs to be hashed out. And if you do it in a, in a way, you know, in the right way, then you'll be better for it. Um, is kind of the way that I've, as I've interpreted this card. Um, it can mean tensions. It can mean rivals. I mean, competition. Um, but rarely does it ever mean, I'm going to go and kill this person, or I'm going <laughs> to, you know, never talk to this person ever again, or I need to, or, or cutting ties, which is a, a pretty big theme in tarot, like with swords and things like that. A lot of it can, can mean cutting ties or just starting fresh and, and, removing you know whatever from your life so that you're better off for it this is kind of more like working with people in a way even though that conflict is the underlying theme i like it that's not freedom that's not the kind of freedom i thought well i think nice. uh, jim jones begs to differ <laughs> that's not the free well, he's not begging to differ these days that's for sure oh my uh, goodness it by the way for everybody who's hearing those uh, little ditties come through. That's uh, those are our boostograms. Anytime Honk. that you, oh, just right there, like that. Anytime you send us a uh, a, a lightning payment of Bitcoin or or satoshis or whatever you like to call it, then uh, you know we'll see it in our chat room, and it also makes a noise on the show. So you see your value for value uh, reflecting itself in the show in real time. And then of course we'll thank everybody later. Yeah, do you want to read through some of the boosts that we've had come through? Yes. Uh, why don't you start it off so that I know where we're starting off on, in the list? And I'll yep, I'll get the in. ones that uh, came in after uh, we posted last week. So the first one would have been from C Brooklyn 112 with the two 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 twos. Uh, he was boosting through Curiocaster. He said, "The biggest nut bus, big nut bus. It's gonna be a real big nut bus. You like space?" <laughs> next up was c dubs and i know for a fact that he was boosting us through the podcast index page which is hella phenomenal you can do that now if you go get an, uh, an, an albi wallet you can go to podcastindex.org and boost the shows directly through the index homepage. very cool indeed indeed yes, I've a done novel it. new thing you know who i had to ask permission from take a guess Oh, I don't know. Who who did you ask permission from? Fucking nobody, bro. Nobody. Nobody, bro. I ain't got nobody. Nobody. Uh, nice. So C-Dub sent uh, 10101. He said, boosting from podcastindex.org with Albi. Get Albi.com. W, uh, excuse me, HTTPS, uh, semicolon, forward slash, forward slash, podcastindex.org, slash, podcast, slash, 150842. And I know for mm. a fact that'll take you to the behind the schemes page on the pod uh, podcast index. Yes, it's very true. Uh, Do we, that. I got very specific word from this producer saying that I had to go through and read these boosts as is as they came in because <laughs> I think CurioCaster was firing boosts off for him uh, unintentionally. But we is had this NA millennial. Yes, it is. All right. And he came in with three. Excuse me, four. 1500 boosts in a row. <laughs> and 
And I four, will, that's uh, what sixty thousand sats. Yeah, and uh, Nam, if you want us to send this back, just let me know. We'll uh, get it squared away. I've had yes. that, I've had that issue for sure. Um, As of high, uh, if, if for some epic. reason the, the things kind of blast off without your permission, then yes, let us know, and we can. Yeah. I think this has happened to Nam before. We uh, more than happy, more than happy to rectify that. But since he and asked, cotton gin. it's happened to Cotton Gin as well. Oh yes, indeed. Um, but Honk. since since he asked us to read through all of these, it's gonna be a big nut bust. Eat, 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 eat. The donkey monkey is coming. It's gonna be a big nut bust. <laughs> eat, eat, eat. The ducking monkey is coming. It's gonna be a big nut bust. Eat, eat, eat. The ducking monkey is coming. It's gonna be a big nut bust. The fucking monkey is coming. Oh, see, he tripped oh, me up. He tripped me he up. He pulled you a fucking at the end there. He yeah. tried to trip you, brah. <laughs> and a millennial, you sneaky bastard. You sneaky, sneaky bastard. I'm on to your tricks. I see what the fuck is up with you, bro. Yes. Nice. Man, people really liked that opener last week. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Big hit. Big hit. Big nut bus. It's a trillion dollar industry. Uh, Excellent. Well, thanks, so, Nam. He's the host of uh, Millennial Media Offensive that yep. he hosts with the Haujin. Yep, you can go over Check to that. MMO.show, and it'll take you uh, to their website, NAMillennial.com. They broadcast on their website and the No Agenda stream on Tuesdays, starting at about 5.30 Central, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, roughly or so, yes. Give or take. Yes, yes, yes. So, so uh, that, that leaves us uh, that leaves us with uh, Pfeiffer. He was the first one to come through for today. Um, Excellent. With the 66-66 through Fountain, that is the <laughs> boost to goat. And he said, let's just kick this off. Yeah, he wanted to get it going. He did it the right way, too. We slaughtered a goat to kick it off, and that's how we do things around here. Indubitably. You, want to take you can it? also kill a goat, by the way, if you send in 66-66 sets. Uh, on the air, we'll slaughter it. We got a whole ranch in the back, just packed uh, to the brim with goats that are just begging to be. Um, yeah, they are. You know. They are lining themselves up at this point. I, I think we're going to run out of room. I know we should definitely yeah. look at getting some sort of like feeding trough because I don't like. How fun is it to go fucking slaughter emaciated goats? You know, it's, it's uh, no good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like that, right? Yeah, see? We're clearing a little room up there, see? <laughs> Better for I them mean, to die than to let them compound their sins. And we're, you know, sometimes we feed a little Honk. goat back to the goats. Sometimes there's a little goat left over, so we figured we share it with the goats. It's expensive <laughs> to feed them. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to get mad goat disease. Mad goat disease. Yeah, you don't want that. That shit will ruin your day. And your goat. And your goats. We'll get your goats. Oh, another. I'm, yeah. See? So this is messy. Kill them and bring them happiness. Bring them joy. Imbue <laughs> our floors with the goat blood that we require <laughs> in order for this show to continue to perpetuate itself. Just don't look under the carpet because uh, there's a secret no, thing down there. No. It's, yeah. yeah. That's not OSHA approved. Don't look under there. No, don't do that. Uh, you will, Servo you will not came like in. Oh, More goods. <laughs> Servo came in with 6,000 sats saying, boo, Burry. It was a boost. Oh, that's the, uh, that's the MK Ultra. Uh, Mary Kate Ultra. Boo. Yep, yep. So he gave the boo, Burry boost. Honk. 
And then he came in again with ninety nine ninety nine, and he put a goat back together, which you can also do. You can you can boost a goat, or you can go to boost. <laughs> and he says, "Ab," which is me saying "bab," but like uh, backtracking. Oh, I see. Back masking. Ab. Turn me on, dead man. Turn me on, dead man. Follows dead man. Mism, mism, mism. Hell, say huh? <laughs> Hell, my little sweet Satan, the one whose little path. Oh yeah, backmasking.com. That was a great website. One of the OG internet websites. What what a time! It had like eight things on it. Everyone was like, "Wow, this is so cool." I'm uh, unfamiliar. I'll have to uh, reference it a little later. We're, we're we like cracking into the old internet archives. That uh, big nut bus opener guy was from uh, way back when. Way back when. Uh, Pfeiffer came in with 1098 sats, uh, which I believe is a, uh, oh, that's a Jim Jones. That's the Jim Jones one. That's mm-hmm. not freedom. And he says, freedom is a two-edged sword from Fountain. Yep, cool. Freedom can attacketh and freedom can defendeth. It taketh away. And then we got NBS who came in with 6666. He decided that he wanted to sacrifice a goat. Hell yeah, And it is did. Sunday. Goat Sacrifice Sunday. Oh, God. <laughs> These poor little bastards are going to get it today, I can I'll tell. I'll fuck you dry. <laughs> Honk. More honks, more goats. Servo wanted to get a little goat leg. He put in 6666. It says the goats are lining themselves up down the road and across the street. It was the weirdest thing. Like, we put a couple of goats in line, and you know how if people just stand in a line, they start to congregate, and then they form this bigger line that leads nowhere. We just started putting the goats outside because we ran out of room here. Next thing you know, they're all just starting to line themselves up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. It's just habit. And these guys, they know what's coming. They, they have understood for weeks. <laughs> delicious. Yes. <laughs> Pitar wanted to kill a goat. He sent in 6666. And he wanted a honk. That's Carolyn Blaney honking, by the way, of The Great Hog Story, which she hosts with Sir John Fletcher. Yep. Oh, and Cotton Gin also. Ooh, Cotton Gin came with a nice, meaty uh, five threes. 33-33-3. Saying, honk. 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 <laughs> I can't do it as good as uh, Carolyn can, obviously. Mm-mm. I don't think anybody can. Nobody does it like Carolyn. The Carolyn Blaney. Who I believe is either on a plane or has already landed in uh, in the great city of England. What? So good, yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. One of the oldest and most and biggest cities in the world, England. England. Um, England. Hey, bring us back one of them golden VHS tapes if you make it over to Rome. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and chip off a little bit of that uh, obelisk or obelisk or obelisk that is in the. City of London. Uh, NA Millennial came in with 6666 sats. He says, In Soviet Russia, good slaughter you. In Soviet Russia. I don't think you Soviet. can make those, go- uh, those, <laughs> those goats anymore, those jokes. <laughs> I can too. I, I, you know what I watched last night was uh, the great James Bond classic, Goldeneye. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Of course, made very famous by a, a certain video game that came out. Uh, later, but uh, everybody in that movie has a fake Russian accent, and it's great. Mm-hmm. It's like Russians didn't exist in the 90s, and they could only afford 
uh, British people <laughs> who yep. talk like this, Soviet <laughs> Russia. <laughs> so I was all night, I was like, yeah, the golden eye is good. <laughs> Prepare to meet your death. I am invincible. Uh, yeah. Uh, Cotton Gin came in with another 6666 saying, goat, he wants goat. People want goat. People want the goat. Honk. They want their goat. They want it now, damn it. <laughs> damn, so many goats are going to die today, and it's all because of the beautiful value for value system that we operate on here. So thank you very much. Yeah. We'll, we'll look at this goat and be like, come here, little boy, and show me what you've got. <laughs> no one's going hungry tonight. Uh, Bully Steed boosted uh, 10,980 sats, saying he needs a Jim Jones deep dive. You. Oh, there he is. Oh, wow. Speak of the actual devil. Yeah. Uh, we've never had a Jim Jones quote come in as I'm saying the words Jim Jones. So it's pretty spooky. It's kind of Satan y, if you ask me. Pretty Satan. Um, it's very Satan y. I, w- I would love to do a deep dive on Jim Jones. He's a, he's a local uh, to my neck of the woods, and uh, he has a fascinating history, a fascinating life. He was one of, the, he was one of the, the great real estate moguls of his day and, and was actually a very respected businessman. Oh, yeah. He was, the, he- he was the darling of the, uh, the political parties, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, he was like a, a Donald Trump type figure back then, you know? Because he had all of his followers, too. You could just send all of these people out to these rallies and fucking pump those numbers up, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 70s. It was a strange, different time. Or was it the 70s or the 80s? I forget exactly when. Jim 70s. Was. It was the 70s, yeah. Would have been the 70s, yeah. Yep. Well, well that's 60s, a great idea. 60s into 70s, technically. Yeah, yeah. He was, a, he was an older guy mm-hmm. by the time he was doing all that stuff. Bully Steed, thank you, Bully Steed. That's Dame Bully Steed, of course. Dame B coming in, coming in hot with uh, 10, uh, 980. And then we got another boost from FIFA, the Reverend Doctor himself. Yes. Who uh, comes in with a 1476 saying BTS after NA is the best birthday present. Is it your birthday, FIFA? Oh, shit. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Dr. Reverend, and Cotton Gin's birthday was yesterday. Well, happy birthday, boys. Oh, man. Well, you know what? I hope you guys have a... I hope you have one of those birthdays. (laughs) A Jingle jangle. (laughs) Enjoy the angle of that dangle. Very good. Very nice. Very legal. Happy birthday to the boys. Okay, Fiverr's birthday is tomorrow. Well, either way, tomorrow comes. So, and uh, happy birthday, Pitar! Real quick, he just asked if we had done a G.G. Allen deep dive, and no, not yet, but very tempting, very incredibly tempting. Yes, G.G. Allen's a good one. We got to do. <laughs> you know, in the uh, in the <laughs> one of my grand schemes that never saw the light of day, <laughs> I always wanted to get Darren O on the show so we could have a big long G.G. Allen episode. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That seems to be right. Yeah, <laughs> you can do Gigi Allen, and I'll do uh, Chicago-based serial killers. Yeah, there you go. I like that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Or you know, Al Capone or something, having dying from his syphilis. You know, because mm-hmm. he didn't just take some penicillin. Yeah, stupid. Well, son. That fucking science denier. Science deniers. You know, get vaxxed, Al Capone. Yeah, dude. Jesus. Yeah. Al Capone was definitely an anti-vaxer. Yeah. <laughs> All right. A loser. 
<laughs> Only one medicine you drink. Uh, anyway, thank you very much. That's all the boosts that we've gotten so far. But uh, as you're hearing, they're more and more coming in all the time. And if you want to get in on this boosting action, uh, well, you should probably have a Podcasting 2.0 compliant app. Wouldn't you say, Sir Booberry? You would absolutely need one. Yes. Required. <laughs> it's required uh, reading. <laughs> and you can always go to new podcast apps or nudepodcastapps.com. Like, find yourself like take it off podcastapps.com. Like naked podcasters.com aka <laughs> bowlafterbowl.com <laughs> go on i i will i shall sometimes it sounds like i'm saying nude podcastapps.com and now you are because because you are because you are because it exists we got the earl we got the we, we talked to earl and we've got it uh but yeah new uh the podcast and 2.0 stuff it's great uh you got chapters you got transcripts you got clips you got people tag so you know the links to lavish and myself go to different places uh, mm-hmm. all of the show art that we do because it's not just the actual one piece of show art that you're looking at there's usually i don't know at least 10 that you yeah. can check out that you'll never see in apple podcast or spotify or amazon or google no no you will not see these things only with the compliant apps you must be compliant I mean, if, and, you're, uh, if you're into, like, that denial fetish, I get it. You know, be on your merry way. But uh, That's the funny thing is that the, these liberal types, you know, they're all denialists. They deny everything. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Didn't mean to get political Deny, so deny, deny, deny. 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 I deny No you. way the doctors are trying to... No way these companies are trying to make a profit. I deny that. <laughs> no way these pharmaceutical companies would go into the prison system and inject asbestos straight into their fucking spines. No way, bro. No way. No way. God. No way the government has performed clandestine operations against its own public. No way. <laughs> no way that California accounted for one-third of all of the sterilization projects in the fucking United States. No way, dude. No way. No I way. deny that. I deny <laughs> that. That's, that's foolishness. Fool. You fool. You fool. You fool. You yes. will be the death of us all. You and your arrogance, your hubris. Hello there. You sound strange. But yes, uh, nude podcast apps at uh, nudepodcastapps.com. Go uh, get you some. Typically, we do this show every Monday night. We're here on a Sunday following the No Agenda stream. Thank you, or No Agenda show. Uh, thank you to Sir Bemrose for hooking us up for this time schedule. Um, yes, thanks to the Bem Dog always, the, the ever. Uh, hardworking curator of the no agenda stream you can always check his he's got a couple shows he's got angry tech news he's got grumpy old bens with mm-hmm. the aforementioned darren this is true and uh, uh just a little bit of housekeeping uh since we are doing this show today we will not have an officially released episode tomorrow however uh, at 7 o'clock, both Lavish and I will be live on the Hog Story stream with John Fletcher. Mm-hmm. And no Carolyn Blaney, seeing as how she is abroad. Um, Hallelujah! Hey, woman! I guess that was... I didn't mean... That kind of came out sexist, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's a little sexist. She, she's across the sea. <laughs> <laughs> she is far, far away. 
She is a lady who is across the sea. <laughs> so we'll be on there with uh, with uh, Mr. Fletcher. Yep. And then uh, and then immediately following that, we're gonna do a little, uh, little movie night. Yep. We will have our first official BTS sanctioned movie night. The uh, BTS Mystery Theater sixty six thousand. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll be getting up. I'm not sure if there's going to be a live stream, like as far as like clean feed call going, because I'm not sure if we'll be able to line up the audio boost. But there will be a link posted up in the green room chats over at irc.zeronode.net hashtag green room. There'll be a link that you can click on that'll take you over to the the watch party that we're doing, and we're going to be watching a classic alchemical movie called The Holy Mountain. The Holy Mountain, which was uh, made uh, with some people associated with the Beatles, as a matter of fact. Yep. Uh, the Beatles and their circle had quite a bit to do with the production of this movie. And I've always said that the Beatles are a very, very satanic band. Oh, yeah. One of the most satanic. in plain sight. Um, but yeah. And it, uh, just so you know, you know, this is our first time doing it. We're, we're trying a lot of new things, new gadgets and gizmos and, and whizzies. And... Uh, it, it could work, it could not work, but wh- whether it works or not, we're going to go for it. We're going to make it happen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're just gaffing the pieces on and not giving a damn. I yep. love it. <laughs> Diving in head first. <laughs> Get it to fuck in. Let's go. It's either going to be a brilliant spectacle or, you know, crash and burn and explode. J- Jack Parsons style. We're going Jack Parsons on this one. Oh, you got to. Yeah. Ooh, I could have had the Jack Parsons boost in too. I should add that to the list. Mm. Um. Oh, we do have a new uh, boost ISO for today. I forgot to mention that it's the one 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 four. It's the glow in the dark boost. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we're very proud of this one. Yeah. I think I think is kind of clever. Yeah, yeah, the one one four boost. <laughs> if you boost that, you'll hear a, a Geiger counter. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, you know. You can figure out yourself why we picked that number. Yeah, no doubt. It's out there on the interwebs. Um, so we did the, uh, we talked about tomorrow, talked about, oh, behindtheschemes.com, SCH3M3S, or badradio.live. You can always email us at behindtheschemes, SCH3M3S, over at uh, protonmail.com, or lavish at behindtheschemes.com, or boo bear, or, excuse me, boo at behindtheschemes.com. That's correct. If you have any complaints or concerns, you can email, email us there. And uh, we'll get back to you. And of course, our show notes are always posted every week. And uh, we have the tarot card that's up there for that uh, for this episode. If you want to check it out, head on over that way. This is corner.substack.com. And uh, I think that was it for now. Definitely check out the show notes. Just like with the podcasting 2.0 stuff, we've got so much visual uh, material, supplemental references, notes, things like that, that are all, everything we're going to talk about tonight is all referenced. It's all there. Mm. So, and give it a shot. See what you think. Yes, you're missing out if you don't if you don't take part. You know. Yeah, and uh, there's actually some. Uh, I went and made some special gifts for this particular Honk. set of uh, show notes for today. Um, because I oh, I broke something. Hmm. I'll have to come back and take a look at the <laughs> glow in the dark boost. It don't work. Oops. That's yeah, all right. Yeah. We'll we'll fix it in post. We'll fix it in we'll fix it in post. <laughs> now you'll be my own personal slave. <laughs>
Okay, <clears throat> we'll edit this out. The end is near. Don't tell your parents. Do a commercial. You're off the artistic roll call. Every word you say is suspect. You're a corporate whore. And uh, end of story. Rolling out the MK Ultra song. Great. Fucking Clown World Hong Kong forever. The end is near. I don't know what it means. I don't know what the end looks like, but we're close. Uh, 612-263-7999 is the telephone number that you can call. It's the easiest way to help produce this show. That's right. 612-263-7999. Give us a call. Give us a call. And, um, you know, I think this call that we have in the pipeline already is a spam call. Oh, how exciting. Yeah. I do. Really- I wonder what they're going to spam us with. My name is Ken Abbott. This is a notification call from our Department of Tax Debt and Financial Settlement Services. Uh Uh-oh. There are new programs that can help you reduce or eliminate your debt completely. Really? It is possible that your tax debt can now be considered temporarily non-collectible. You can call me back at my personal desk, 877-343. Okay. Oh, no, 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 no. We don't. No, 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 no. Caller, Um, don't give us your phone number, caller. Caller, I have a message for you. Know a pack of chainsaw. What? Honk. Yeah, caller. Give that little sweetheart a little bit of love. <laughs> a chainsaw. What? Give that caller a little bit of love. Yeah. And by love, I mean, I don't know, the finger. Get out of here. Don't call us anymore. Yeah, get out of here. Get out of here. Right, if I can get this thing on. Pull Damn harder. Pull a little harder. All right. All right. One more. Yes. Oh, oh there yeah, is. there it is. There it is. Come for you, comment. Little yard work going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give me some to break. By the way, thanks, Pfeiffer, for the two, uh, 2874 boost. Uh, appreciate. Oh, giving BTS all the love. Well, thank you. <coughs> mm, fucking caller. Anyway, if you if you aren't a spam caller, and you aren't going to try and scam us out of uh, out of dollar reduced, then give us a call 612-263-7999. Do it, man. You got to do it. Um, yeah, I think that uh, we don't have anything else in the pipeline. So uh, you want to get get started on some show? Let's do it. You got um hmm. Hmm. Got anything that you wanna that you wanna hear? I mean uh, that or any rules I should say. Yes, uh, when we decide uh w- how the order is gonna be, we like to roll a dice or a die. We like to roll dice. And uh, let's see here, what do we got? Um Hmm Hmm How about the diamond eight sided die? Okay. And uh, whoever uh, rolls uh, highest on that, I guess. I nice and simple. I like it. They'll uh, they'll choose. They'll choose. Yeah, sure. Oh, 
Hide your children, hide your wives. There's a real slayer out tonight. Let me guess. You rolled a perfect eight. <laughs> no, I rolled a perfect one. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Well, I rolled a four. That, there's the door. <laughs> Here's the door. Uh, well, let's see. I don't know. Well, I guess I'll go first. Sounds good. I guess I'll, I'll just, just pick her off. I Something caught my eye today. Or I shouldn't say today. It wasn't today. It was the other day. Something caught my eye the other day that uh, I thought was very dumb and very funny. And uh, it, it's, it was sort of indicative of everything that's going on. But it literally has no weight and it has no bearing on anything. But it's worth bringing up because it's funny. Okay. I like it. Um, did you know that in, uh, you know, that y- you've heard of this, uh, this comic book guy, this, uh, Spider-Man, you ever heard of Spider-Man? Um, you know, the, the hero that swings around and does the webs and stuff. Oh, he's the guy that shoots all the goo. Yeah. He's the goo shooter. Yeah. He's like sticky and shit. Yeah. Yeah. He's got all those teenage hormones. He's got so much. He's the, he, at, I would say maybe like 20 years ago before all this comic book craziness took off, he was probably the most famous comic book character in the world other than like maybe Superman or Batman. Uh, as far as Marvel is concerned, he was definitely the most famous superhero for a long time. All right. And so all joking out, uh, all joking aside, Spider-Man and Batman are probably tied for two of my favorite superheroes along with the tick. Um, that's, Good, good choice. Good choice. The Tick, I don't. He's too independent. I, I like him more just because of the satire nature of it. But uh, I do have a. I had. I had a lot of the cool, uh, like old school, holographic foil cover, uh, comic book covers from Spider Man. Like um, a lot of stuff where he was finding Venom. A lot of the Todd McFarlane. When when Todd McFarlane artists a spawn. Was doing his run mm-hmm. on Spider-Man. That shit is... Uh, mwah, I love that art. It's so mm. good. And he, it was like right around the time that he was doing the... Um, the uh, was like symbiote saga and the Venom shit. Mm-hmm. Really good stuff. Yeah. See, what you bring up is a very good point. That Really the best things about comic books... now if, That have ever been about comic books. The best thing is the art. And the artists and the... The way that the story is portrayed, the way that that it's drawn and colored and everything like that—that's really the the best thing about comics. And I'm not a big comic book guy, and I'm especially not nowadays because of all these movies. It's just completely ruined everything. And, about and they're comics. expensive. I like you know, I they're very expensive. Yeah, I am 100% aboard supporting the arts, but you know, you're paying like anywhere from four to five dollars for one issue or something like. And then you got multiple spinoffs, and it's a weekly thing, and yeah, it can, it can really spiral. Publications in general, man. Jeez, you go and get a National Geographic or something. It's just like, oh, twenty bucks. Yeah, cool. Thanks. Yeah. Um, but and then you know the movies. My last thought on that is just the movies. Just, they take all that away. You know, there's no, there's none of that art. It's all live action, and it's all CGI and stuff like that. And CGI just isn't cool. It's just oh. not cool. All the cape shit. Okay. I'm, cape shit, man. I'm sorry. I'm going to derail you here for a second because you made me think of a 
social media post uh, made by an old boss of mine back when I was working a lot of community theater. Are you familiar with the uh, the controversy behind Ezra Miller, who plays the current iteration of the Flash in the DC universe, cinematic universe? No, I don't pay attention to any of that. This guy's a fucking groomer. Okay. Okay. Like, okay. It is known he's got plenty of uh, accusations, and I I think they're legitimate. I think he was targeting some uh, trans indigenous children, if I remember correctly. That's a classic groomer move. And long story short, this guy was like, the poster of this post on social media said, uh, you know, I can, I can separate the art from the artist. And, uh, you know, just because there's one bad egg in the cast of a hundred and the crew of a hundred, you know, should that mean that we shouldn't go out and see this movie because, you know, this one person is a shitty person? Uh, okay. <laughs> it's just so far. But like, have you heard of Hollywood? Do you know what they do there? Yeah. Like, if somebody gets caught doing <laughs> shit like this, it's not like, oh wow, I can't believe it. It's like, no, yeah, that's what. That's it. That's what they do. I'm you so know? disassociated in my personality that I can easily separate these things. Do you know that there are sexual predators in Hollywood? Oh my god. But that doesn't bother me. <laughs> How, that that must be a new thing. Because I got to get entertained, bitch. Yeah, people don't care. People don't care. I don't know. I don't fucking care. No, uh, they know, speak, and they don't care. They, they, yeah, and they don't know. People don't care. And they, ah, sorry. I'm, now I'm caught in a time loop now. <laughs> uh, well, I'm glad that you brought up the, the groomies, mm-hmm. uh, the predators, mm-hmm. um, because this kind of has to do sort of, I mean, you know, I don't want to be too, too aggressive in this stance, but. This is a, a situation where they have this video game, the Spider-Man video game, the latest and greatest, which came out in 2019. And, uh, you know, you can swing around New York. It's a pretty good replica, a replication of New York City, of Manhattan. And there are pride flags everywhere. And there's, like, rainbows painted everywhere. And uh, I guess this game was finally dropped. I think it started on console. Now it's on PC. So now they've got the mods and the modders coming in and, and doing their magic. Mm-hmm. Well, a popular modding site, Nexus mods banned a user for creating a mod allegedly, which removed the pride flags in the Spider-Man video game and replaced them with uh, stars and stripes, the United States flag, a blatant and gratuitous display of hate crime. Yes. Indeed, Booberry. Indeed. And this is exactly the outcry that the internet gave it. it, it this is their response. Uh, this is this is hate this is hateful. So uh, the original entry in the Spider-Man mods was called Non-Newtonian in New York. And it placed in-game pride flags all over the place. And then once they, they found out the guy who, who did it, they who's I guess this was like a fake account, some guy named Mike Hawk. <laughs> you know, like Mike Roch. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Mike Hawk uh, uploaded the mod, uh-huh. uh, and Nexus said it was very clearly done deliberately to be a troll mod. And uh, and the site said, for the record, they said, quote, had they not been a coward and had they used their main account instead, we would have simply removed the mod and told them that we did not want to host it. Bullshit. Fucking ban this guy for life. 
Uh, according to Nexus Mods file submission guidelines, content that may be generally construed as provocative, divisive, objectionable, discriminatory, or abusive towards any real-world individual or group may be subject to moderation. And these are the guys that made the big anime titties mod for Skyrim. I'll just have you know. Uh, not familiar, but uh, I will be <laughs> making You are now. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what? It's exactly what it sounds like. Yeah. Oh, Uh-oh, someone's racking one up. It's the green room, man. What are you going to do? Someone's racking one. Oh, oh Pfeiffer. Do you know the way? Yeah. <laughs> A little bump skate for Pfeiffer, for the Reverend. <laughs> I didn't know that was allowed in the church. But the Reverend right. likes to throw down. <laughs> He's a doctor as well, so it must be medical grade. <laughs> he said, uh, get in on this bump, fellas. We're going to need it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> no yeah. doubt. <laughs> Indeed. Well, why don't you bump me with uh, Spider-Man 1 clip? At the height of the war on drugs and tough on crime era, the country began imprisoning more people than ever. Is that 750,000 right people. Nope, Spider-Man nope. one. I'm sorry. I, Honk. I try, yeah, there we go. <laughs> I tried to preempt uh, and put the wrong two in place. A quick rundown. Spider-Man flag banned. Marvel's Spider-Man released in 2018 heralded a new age of equality. LGBTQ peoples rejoice. Spider-Man has officially confirmed you exist and single-handedly ended decades of bigotry. Thank you, Spider-Man. Very cool. Wow. I stopped to perch on a building in Spider-Man 4 and looked over and saw this, thinking about all the 12-year-old kids who will be playing this game and seeing this in towns where it's not safe to put that flag up. Yes, all was well for Spider-Man and indeed the world as we ascended to a higher plane of existence with peace and love for all until August 12th, 2022. Marvel's Spider-Man is remastered and released on Steam. That's right, Spooderman has returned to face his deadliest foe yet. Nexus mod user, Mike Hunt. Wait, my mistake. That should be Mike Hawk. A user so vile, he would literally erase decades of progress in a single foul web-swinging swoop by changing Jesus. the prismatic flag in the single-player experience to the most vile stars and stripes. It is unknown how many people perished in this attack on human decency, but the projected casualties were in the billions. Nexus Mods, whomst you might remember as the place to download all of your Skyrim booby oh patches, my. wasting no time to correct this foul deed and possible war crime were swift to ban Mike Hawk for life, stating, adding that content <laughs> is no longer welcome on Nexus. <laughs> You know what's uh my, you know what I bet I know what uh I want to get his name right Mike Hawk Mike Hawk yes Mike Hawk I bet I know what was going through his Honk. mind when he was uploading this shit That's what he was thinking mm-hmm. Mike Hawk is dangerous Yep <laughs> You're absolutely correct Blueberry Um so, there was all this uh, uh, fake uproar from all these strange blue hairs, and Nexus got in, and they were all, you know, hey, if this policy upsets you, if we've broken some moral code of conduct as a business that you can't accept, then please delete your account and move on, as will we. Very, very strong. Very, very strong. But it turns out, actually, after some people kind of looked into it, that it really wasn't a mod at all. Turns out that the textures. Uh, that this guy was switching to 
we're already in the base game. <gasps> and you can play Spider-Man 2. Oh my god, I know, right? While we will honor the fallen, we must applaud this act of bravery on the part of Nexus mods. And all was right in the world again. Except it wasn't. What if I told you that the Stars and Stripes mod wasn't even a mod at all? In fact, it was there all along. What a twist! Unheard below the outcries of users literally calling for the hateful modders to be crucified as an example, a small group of users asked the forbidden question, what if? What if all the mod did was in fact load the game set to a different region, such as say, the Middle East? Super hackers on steroids quickly went to work and stated that LMAO, apparently the Remove Pride Flag mod in Spider-Man Remastered is just something that activates the textures used in the Arabic slash Middle Eastern localization, meaning that the mod user just used textures that Insomniac made themselves that were in the game already. Well, color me surprised, it turns out that corporations don't care as much about your feelings as they do earning a few extra dollars abroad. The whereabouts of Mike Hawk are currently unknown, but I can only assume he has been captured by Disney and is training a new squad to be deployed to their China localization team. Holy fucking shit, you guys! I love this. <laughs> this is just so funny to me. I don't know, it's baffling. Uh, all this uproar, and then it turns out, actually, yes, the game had it that way originally for when they sell the game in places like Saudi Arabia. And uh, in probably in some African countries and certain places where in China and in China, where it is illegal to be gay, and these guys sell the game there, and and the texture was there. Nobody had to do anything. The only thing Mike Hawk did was penetrate into the base game and find this this certain you know texture setting, and then and then bring it back out. Yep, and just edge it all the way up to the top. Just edge it all the way up to the top. And this whole thing exploded all over everybody. Wow. What a mess. I know. Yeah, I, my cock is to blame. Uh, surely, surely Nexus was able to clean this up. Yeah, they they lapped it up a little bit. and you know, mm. they're, they're, You know, but I think they're a little sore. They're walking away from the whole thing. <laughs> and, uh, well, it looks like we got a <laughs> lot of countries to go ban now. <laughs> I need like a good band hammer sound, like a like a clown hammer, like band <laughs> hammer. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah Either that, a Gallagher or or a clown hammer. That would be good. Yes. <laughs> uh, how fucking okay. Anyway, stupid. I know this is, but I just had to. I had to do it. Um, so that's going on in the Spider-Man world. I I had something else that I brought as well. Well, just a uh, I guess a parting shot on this it reminds me i don't know if you heard the uh the controversy out of alabama but some recently re uh, elected republican official went onto the interwebs grabbed a picture of some fucking elephant posted it didn't realize that the image that he had grabbed had little dots black dots drawn in the negative space of the elephant's legs and the the negative space was drawn to look like kkk hoods right so all these little uh. black dots had the eyelids Motherfucker grabbed it, fucking put it in a tweet, posted it, and people got all outraged, right? Mm-hmm. So the person that informed me of this story was like, oh yeah, they went to a like a like a hate website to get it. I went maybe three minutes later, I found that it linked back to a Mother Jones article. And I got the thing and I was like, you know, so Mother Jones wasn't in any hot water for posting this image uh back in twenty twenty. 
of this uh, this elephant with the KKK, even though I think it could be argued that the KKK were primarily Democrats, looking at you, Robert Byrd, and pressing us to spit. Mm. But, uh, you know, the, the, the person that posted it, the Republican, apologized and immediately took it down and was like, oh, you know, I had no idea, I didn't think. I was like, well, first... What a difference six little black dots can make on an image and the and the outrage, right? Indeed. But second, you know, here's somebody that's like, and just like, you know, these uh these uh Eastern companies, they don't they don't want to see the the pride flags in the game, so the game developers go and they build a copy that swaps out the textures, like, you know, that's okay, but if you go and try and use that, then that's the issue. Mm-hmm. I mean, you kind of see what I'm what I'm lining up here, like I I just I can't get enough of the fact that even though it's fucked up and racist, one side's gonna come up here and utilize it, and the other side when they uh willingly or inadvertently use the same sort of images or texture packs, it's it's a problem. Yeah. We have an issue. It just depends on and if you piss off the people who love being pissed off. The professional pissed off people, the PPP. Yes. P-P-O-P. The P-Pop. <laughs> Professional pissed off people. <laughs> that's right. That checks out. Because that's what people, that's just what people do now. People aren't working. They're sitting at home. They're sitting on the twatter and they're just fucking getting outraged at dumb shit that happens to fall in purview with whatever mental illness that they happen to be cursed with. It's a, it's a great time to be alive. The internet is a wonderful thing. <laughs> Put it back in the box. <laughs> <laughs> Should have just called it Pandora, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No ads. We're going to bleep that out. Fuck Pandora. Um, yeah. Any other parting thoughts on this silly fucking thing that we just talked about? Nah, bruh. Yeah. Mods. Modding. The modding community. Wow. Heroes. All of them. <laughs> Thank you so much for going in and for just busting out the baseline textures of this game. Yes. <laughs> they dive <laughs> deep so you don't have to. <laughs> they dive shallow. Uh, other than uh, Spider-Man news, I had a, I had a question for you. I might uh, have an answer. I might you, have an you answer. You just may. You just may. You never know. You never know. You never, you never know. know what these things. Yeah, yeah. No. How? What? Can you name? Let's just say. Can you name three things that are made by the United States prison system, by the federal prison industrial system? Uh, three products. Mm, panties. Panties, you're right. Lingerie, that's um, correct. Um, it's gonna be something cheap in utility. Like, uh, there's probably no plastic manufacturing or nothing. And I don't want to go with clothes again. Um, magazines, maybe? No, I doubt they print no. anything. No magazines. That's two guesses. Uh. Another product. I'm really not sure. I'm going to go with um, Tupperware. Tupperware? I don't know. (laughs) I don't have that listed, but I wouldn't be surprised if Tupperware was on the list. Although, yeah, dealing with uh, high manufacturing like plastics and stuff like that, probably not so much. It's more just fabricating. It's a, you know, the, the... the prison system has kind of replaced slavery in a way, uh, as indicated by the, isn't it the 13th Amendment, uh, I believe? 
the Emancipation Proclamation, neither slavery nor involuntary servitude, and this is the most important part, except as a punishment for crime, whereof the party shall have been duly convicted, shall exist within the United States or any place, subject to their jurisdiction. And we've talked about the 13th Amendment before, and the United States prison system, uh, particularly in the last 30 years, has become very privatized and very profit-driven. And it's not just the, the private prisons that do it, but the federal government does it as well through their uh, through a branch called Unicor, which is like unicorn, but with no N, which made it very odd to look this thing up. So I would, look, I would try to look up Unicor and be like, oh, unicorns? No. <laughs> no, I want to look at the federal prison industrial system, dumb bitch. Um, yeah. So let's just go real quick through 11 products, just for example, made by prisons. You named one of them. Lingerie. Okay. It turns out that Victoria's Secret, J.C. Penney, uh, hire inmates to to make their their lingerie and their leisure wear. Isn't it hilarious that uh, Lex Wex, uh, Wexler? I think that was his name. The Les Wexler. Yeah, the Epstein bra. Yeah, the Epstein bra is sex tra- alleged. Legend has it in Minecraft. Sex trafficker is employing. Excuse me. How just. Utterly incorrect of me to just say that uh, is utilizing um, contracting contract contracting against their will prisoners <laughs> to that's correct to uh, produce their their products. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a boss move. There's a lot of people that do that. Mm-hmm. It turns out that uh, paints a lot of paints that are made in the United States are made in prisons. Wow. Uh, Turns out that a ton of uh, military jackets and battle garb, uh, that would be uh, jackets, uniforms, helmets, shoes, even flak vests. And then uh, for police officers, they craft body armor and holsters. Wait, is this what proudly made in the USA really means? That's right. God. (laughs) If it's a high quality product and it says made in the USA, there is a very good chance that it was made in a prison. Very, very good chance. Uh, they don't they don't advertise it that much, but it's definitely made in the USA. And I think that there's a certain irony that these guys are probably making gear for their own guards <laughs> and the people that arrested them in the first place. Uh, there, there is a poetry in that, wouldn't you say? Mm-hmm. Well, let's see. What else do these prisons make? They make park uh, park benches and picnic tables. Oh, I never would have guessed that one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's a really progressive uh, uh, slavery company called Pride, the Prison Rehabilitative in- Industries and Diversified Enterprises, and they train about 4,000 inmates uh, who provide over 3,000 products and services, and they're very involved in the forestry service, so they make <laughs> picnic tables, park benches, wooden trash can holders. Be sure to give them a five-star review. God. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> You six out imagine of six. like an Uber app where you can, uh, it's like, oh, this prisoner is going to custom tailor this uh, item for you. <laughs> <laughs> in the place where, again, ironically, where are you more free than out in the forest? Isn't oh that fun? Goodness. Isn't that great? And uh, this is a little, a nice little uh, tailor on this. 69%, ding, 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 uh, of Pride graduates... Uh, they land jobs after jail. It's got to be 
it's got to be. But they're probably working for Pride after the fact, right? I hope that they're working for the National Park Service. That would be that cool. would be that would be the most appropriate. Yeah, no I doubt. mean, if I were in prison, the that would be a great place to work. After you get out of prison, you go out and you, you're out in nature. That's uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, what else do these guys make? Uh, they make human silhouette targets. Oh, that's, that's fun. Yeah, they make uh, they make the you know for for ranges for gun ranges, they make human silhouette targets for law enforcement training, and uh, making these shadowy targets, they help crime fighters like the FBI, our favorite, and Homeland Security and U.S. Customs, and of course the guards that imprison them, uh, just in case they ever escape out of the prison. Then those prison guards got so good at shooting from the targets that they made that you know. They're better, they're better equipped to handle that situation. What else do they make? They make baseball caps. Oh, yeah. I could see that one. Now, I'm a fan of baseball caps. I, I have, am, I have I too. a number of them. Yep. They're, they're fun. They're good. You know, whenever I have long hair, you got to have a little hat to, you know, keep it all manageable. See, I was the opposite way. I didn't, I didn't often wear a baseball cap back when I had the long ponytail. Mm-hmm. But after I shaved my head and I was very ashamed of how I looked being at that age and at the weight that I was at that time back in, what, 2012, all the time mm-hmm. started wearing baseball hats. <laughs> yeah, well, it especially comes in handy if you got a bad haircut, for sure. Yeah. You gotta hide that shit. Yeah. You know, every every kid worth his salt had tried to cut their own hair at some point. Mm-mm. And made their parents <laughs> very, very upset. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, turns out that Unicor, which again is the federal government uh, getting involved in the private prison system in their own way, uh, they are allowed to sell to private companies uh, these baseball caps. Oh. So I imagine like, you know, you go to the mall and you see a lids or you go to a baseball game and you buy a hat there. There's a pretty good chance it was made in a prison. Check the tag. See if it was made in the U.S. If it is, probably made in a prison. Uh, oh, this is nice. Canoes. Oh, Booberry. Canoes. Wow. Colorado Correction Industries oversees approximately 60 inmate work programs. Uh, for example, the Jailbirds at Fremont County Jail. They build fiberglass-sealed canoes. Oh, they get to work with fiberglass. How healthy. They use scraps from the prison's furniture shop. Because the prisons also make furniture, and uh, they sell the canoes for a whopping fifteen hundred bucks a pop. Oh, very nice. Quite the canoe. You know, we should start arresting more people to drive all these prices down. Move the the manufacturing back into the hands of the people here, stateside. Well, I'm glad you said that because I can assure you, it's not for lack of effort uh, that they aren't trying to fill as many cells as they possibly can all over the country. To manufacture all of these goods that we so desperately need. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, I have a little, uh, I have a little thing in the notes right now, and I'll play a clip here. I think in a second. I think it's almost about that time. Uh, the Corrections Corporation of America (CCP), also known as Core Civic, which is a privately owned uh, conglomerate, I guess they're. Half of their their money is in um, making the shit and selling it, and the other half is in acquisitions. So anytime another private pr- prison you know company comes around and starts making a buck, these guys will come in and buy them up, a la Microsoft style. 
1987, these guys were around. They were making about $17 million in revenue. And they had under 2,000 beds under contract. In 10 years, 1997, they went from $17 million in revenue to $462 million in revenue. They went from a little under 2,000 beds under contract to having a little under 60,000 beds under contract within a period of 10 years. I, man, I have to hit them with this. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Money, 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 money. <laughs> Yeah. Welcome to prison, son. That was so much money. Yeah. Oh. Meet me out back behind the commissary. Money, 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 money. <laughs> Money, money. And mean like, f- meanwhile, uh, Kamala's over here being like, Now you'll be my own personal slave. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. Servo says he cuts his own hair. Servo, good. I'm glad. We need, I need money. We need more <laughs> self-cutting folks here. Ser- Servo sent in 654 sets saying, period. <laughs> money, 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 money. Period. I need money. Period. Uh, let's uh, let's play a little clippy poo I got here. Prisons one, please. At the height of the war on drugs and tough on crime era, the country began imprisoning more people than ever. Is that Biden? Seven hundred and fifty thousand people were incarcerated in That's, America uh, by nineteen ninety seven. million. With the growing prison population, so were the costs of operating prisons. From 1980 to 1994, operating costs of state and federal prisons went from $3 million to nearly $18 million. Overcrowding was becoming increasingly problematic, and the government couldn't keep up. Private prisons were established to help maintain the $10 billion industry. Private prison companies could build facilities faster without voter approval. They also claimed they could provide a higher quality at a lower price. But the accuracy of that claim has been under scrutiny. No compelling government study is conclusive one way or another. In 1996, the General Accounting Office stated that they were not able to conclude that privatization saved money. A Department of Justice study from 2001 claimed that the average savings from privatization was only about 1% and not the projected 20%. There are a lot of accounting details that make it difficult to properly compare the cost between public and private. Um, And actually, there are a lot of factors that make it difficult. The private. Oh my God, numbers! Oh God, we can audit everybody in the country, but we can't do this. Oh, too many numbers. Maybe they should send some of those ninety thousand IRS agents over there to figure it out. Let's not get crazy. <sighs> okay, fine. Um, and actually, there are a lot of factors that make it difficult to compare quality. The private prison model was simple: build and manage buildings and secure government contracts. Charge a daily fee for each bed you fill, something called per diem, or what is commonly referred to as Mandy's. In 1987, Corrections Corporation of America, CCA, today called CoreCivic, charged $32.17 per inmate. By 1997, 
it charged the government 33% more. However, the company's costs only increased by about 8%. The company's revenue grew 27 times. 27 times, wow. Yeah, uh, the stock price reflects that as well. In 87, the stock price was fluctuating around $3. And then uh, in 10 years, it was up to 45 <laughs> Goodness. So they, they do very well. There are a couple of prison companies that are kind of sweethearts of the uh, the stock market that I've noticed in the past. Geo is one of them. They're kind of a, they were a dividend aristocrat, as they call them, a very high dividend uh, stock that, you could use to to compound in a way, but the the stock price slumps so quickly and it just tanks so much these days that uh, it's kind of tough to make up that balance. But anyway, we're not doing finance stuff right now. We're talking about the prison system, and uh, these guys, yeah, they they're, they're doing very well, you know, very very well. They, they they mentioned the war on drugs, which was started by Clinton, the Clinton administration, and I consider the Clinton administration to be kind of the the turning point for the Democratic Party, the United States Democratic Party, that's when they became the the party of elitists. That's when they basically became the the rhino, uh, not the rhino, uh, the the dino. <laughs> hey, has anyone ever said that? Democrat in name only. Oh, the dinos, dinos. I like that. Hmm. <gasps> I'm gonna write that down. Oh my god, I that is I don't know so... if I invented. I probably didn't invent that. That is so probably. scaly. It's good, though. I, I'm going to keep it. I'm going to yeah. act like I invented it. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, so that's when all these guys became dinos. <laughs> and they, they changed from that, that socialist you know, party of the working class man you know, that was under, uh, under, let's say, I don't know, FDR. And when the Clintons got into power, they were the ones who kind of figured out, like, okay, well, yeah, we're the liberals, but we're also war hawks, and we're also... You know, capitalist pigs in the worst sense. And and we're also the lizard people. And you're also, yeah, a bunch of fucking weird lizard people that hang out with way too many child molesters and have way too many friends that have committed suicide. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, who doesn't have 60 friends that committed suicide uh, or more? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so under them, and then you mentioned Biden. Biden, I mean, he was integral in the the, the ninety four crime bill, which you know that leads to leads to three strikes, the, the three strikes law, which is just one of the worst pieces of legislation to ever enter this country in, in the modern era. That sent so many people to prison on stupid shit, yeah, just stupid to- shit. Uh, you know, being friends with some old school punk rockers, you know, they, they definitely uh, had pe- people, friends, family, acquaintances, what have you, that got uh, caught up in it. It's vicious, you know, mm-hmm. and especially when it ends up being, you know, something as uh, non-egregious as marijuana, you know? Yeah. I mean, that especially is, is awful that you get sent to prison for, for, you know, 10 years to life for fucking weed. And it's only, you know, just a couple of, it only takes three. It only takes three incidents and your whole life is gone. And uh, that was very much part of this sort of for-profit prison system, which only, you know, perpetuates itself harder and harder. It's getting to a sort of refined place now 
the, back then that was like the wild west entrepreneurial days you know the big switch where money was being made left and right and it was so fresh that nobody could legislate it or do anything about it or protest it but now there's a there's a lot of um oh what would you call it uh activism i would i would say there are a lot of people out there who <laughs> more, give a shit about this. More black hole. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> you were going in a more holistic route. I thought you were saying the sort of shady organizations that just funnel money into little black holes never to be seen again. Oh, little dark money operations, you know? Yeah. Uh, there seems to be some pretty genuine little grassroots sort of pushback against this, and for good reason. For sure. There, you know, tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of people in, in prison, their families, and everyone's going, what the fuck? Why is, you know, why is my family member forced to make uh, combat helmets for pennies a day, you know, because he got caught with weed three times and he has to do that for the rest of his life and has to be part of this slave system. Uh, I got one more clip that kind of goes into that. If you play uh, prison two banks, it also talks about, uh, what role banks have to play in all this because they're the ones financing all this and making a return on it as well <laughs> that's ridiculous bankers i know <laughs> i know i know jen armstrong co-author a report that looked at who was profiting off of the detention of migrants and private prisons were a part of it something that is really key to understanding about private prisons is that they're actually structured as something called real estate investment trusts or REITs, R-E-I-T-S. The interesting thing about this structure is that it actually allows these two companies to largely avoid paying income taxes. The flip side of that, however, is that they are actually required to pass on about 90% of their taxable income to investors in the form of dividends. Um, and so they don't actually get to keep much cash on hand, which requires them to really wholly rely on a bunch of short-term borrowing um, to for their operations, for any expansions that they want to do. That's where Wall Street came in. By mid-2016, GEO had $1.9 billion in debt, and CoreCivic, then CCA, had $1.5 billion, and six banks largely financed it. We know that private prisons make money when we're detaining more people during this immigration crisis. But what people don't see are this large syndicate of banks that are providing all the financing for all the operations for these uh, companies who are then also profiting through interest and fees and uh, various income that they get from their financing relationship. Activists took matters into their own hands. The coalition mass organized to urge the banks to divest. By March 2019, the group got their first win when J.P. Morgan announced they would no longer bank with the industry. What? Seven banks have followed suit. What a yeah. game, man. <laughs> oh, I know, right? <laughs> Funny money. Funny money is, is the way fortunes are made now. Um, so she got into it. They, they, I, what I didn't know about all this going into it was that they treated these things like REITs, which are very common things that people invest in and, you know, their IRAs and things like that. They're kind of a, a well-known way to, to put your money into certain something. It's a security. It's an asset. It's a stock. But it's also, it comes from real estate. It comes from, uh, you know, like when we were talking about the subprime mortgages and stuff like that, I think last week, it's a similar deal where there's high cash flow, 
because you're actually dealing with a real asset, a, a very real asset, real estate. So real that they that real is part of the term that describes it. Um, and they've got cheap money with these low interest rates and all that. And the most kind of popular thing you hear about that is stock buybacks. You know, corporations are always taking out huge loans and they are buying back stock and the profit that they make from sustaining or from raising their stock price offsets the the loss of the interest that they're going to pay on the loan that they just took out. What this situation is here is they do that kind of with prisons as well. They borrow a ton of money uh, and they they make a killing. They don't have to pay a lot of taxes on it because they are REITs. I heard that correctly. No, uh, no income tax or nothing like that? Very, very little income tax. So they, they, they make a killing on on paying taxes, but where it does bite them, but in a way, but Trump's that. taxes, bro. Where's the taxes at? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> or when we were talking about Larry Fink the other day, and that guy's worth $1 billion. Go fuck yourself. Are you kidding me? $1 billion? The guy's worth $10 trillion, man. They're called tax havens, and everybody uses them. Fucking soccer stars use them, okay? Yeah. Um, but that's the racket here. These guys, they, they, don't have to pay any taxes, but they, what they do have to pay are massive dividends. So anybody who owns stock in the company, they got to pay. So that, that would explain why Geo is, is a dividend aristocrat, why they're paying, you know, 10 to 20% uh, dividend or whatever. On, and that's, that's a big deal. And people, people are really drawn to that. Investors are very much drawn. If that's part of their strategy and their system of investment, the high dividend yields are very, very tasty. And if you happen to be a massive stakeholder, well, then you get those dividends too. So it's kind of a way of paying yourself if you're in the right fields, uh, but you know, through a very legal sense. Although you got to pay taxes on the div, you got to pay taxes on something eventually. Damn it. Um, <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> they always get you. Those fucking assholes. Uh, yeah. So. This this racket's been going on, and, and like they said in the in this clip here, the, the activism is there, and uh, certain banks have publicly taken steps to kind of disassociate disassociate themselves from this sort of scene. Uh, J.P. Morgan was not a name that I thought was going to come up first. Uh, the the actual Ro- uh, not Rothschild, but a Rockefeller Bank. Uh, Chase is like the basically the personal bank of the Rockefellers that we all get to use, you know as well and they make a killing on that um but these prisons they aren't doing so hard if you look at the stock price for some of them they they haven't been doing that well and i'm i'm kind of curious to know thinking about all this what the statistics are on crime with covid i'm wondering if there was a surge or a lull in arrests and incarceration during the height of the pandemic and uh and and since because it kind of still is we're still in the in the somewhat bulk of that pandemic it's only been two years which is really no time at all so i, I think i'd like to do a little more in-depth uh stuff on this but aside from that my parting thoughts on this they do some they what's that what's that what's it's, that it's horrible but I'm curious if monkeypox would ever give us real numbers of how many uh, dudes get raped in prison. Uh-huh. Hmm. 
That's a good point. It's a They'd have up to have point, a monkeypox yeah. man go in there. One of the six that are around in the whole world. They'd have to go to prison. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, there's a lot. As uh, as our friend, the CEO of whatever company said in the clip, you know, they don't have a whole lot of data on this because you know the it's really hard. It's really <laughs> hard to get any data about all the stuff. You know, it's just so hard. So oh can't do goodness. it. Can't compare the qualities of products and things like that. There's no. There's no federal institutions that exist solely to do that. You know what I mean? So I, I see his pain. I see where he's coming from. <laughs> um, so what do we got here? Uh, I, just a few part of things. There's some really, this, to leave it on a high note, there's some really nice things that prisoners also make. Uh, and, and I'm sure that they have a good time doing it, other than the lingerie, which I'm sure is a blast to make. And wear. I'm sure that they, they sneak a little bit uh, for the boys back in the back in the in the yard they also make books for the blind i was gonna say books okay okay books yep yep which makes sense right i, I was kind of close with the magazine you know it's like yeah same right. vibe i would say yeah they probably have some sort of like uh book press uh, industry somewhere and for this you've got actual braille writing programs there are 36 prisons in the united states that participate in braille writing programs and through the American Printing House for the Blind, offenders can write K through twelve textbooks for blind students. How nice is that? Hmm. It's pretty cool. And they can also transcribe uh, oh. novels, music, and uh, and uh, some of them are certified through the Library of Congress itself. Pretty cool. Well, I think that's a cool thing to put on your resume once you get out. You know? Yeah. Uh, what else? Oh, uh, they make oh they make uh, jeans. They make clothes. We've talked about clothes. So they make just about all kinds of clothes that you can think of. And they also train wild horses and mustangs. Wow. That's right. It, get the, the whip ISO ready. It's called the Wild Horses Inmate Program, WHIP. That's right. <laughs> Sorry, I, I kind of jumped the gun. Let me wind that one up a little. No, no, no. <sighs> mm. Full Monty, baby. Since 1986, the program has trained over 5,000 Mustangs. In Maryland, Second Chance Farms takes in retired thoroughbred racehorses and rescues them from the slaughterhouse and teaches uh, outgoing inmates animal caretaking skills. Isn't that cool? I like that. This has my official uh, vote of approval. Yeah. That's a BTS seal of approval right there. Yeah. Behind the seal. Animal husbandry. Get some. Yeah. That must be cool. And then uh, a get-out-of-jail bonus. It turns out that when some inmates leave the slammer, they roast coffee beans. That's right. I have a bean, uh, which is a company uh, that roasts uh, in Uh, Illinois. I get it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck. You're gonna make me squeam. Yeah. They 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 re-roast their life. I'm sorry, restart their lives. They take the ex-convicts, and they and they roast uh, all kinds of different coffee beans from all over the world. Uh, I have a bean <laughs> in in prison, so that's nice. You know, you gotta have you gotta have these programs for people. It's tough. You get institutionalized. I don't know if you've ever seen the the great motion picture Shawshank Redemption, uh, which I actually visited that prison not too long ago. Ah, yes. A, one of the producers of the show. And uh, yeah, you get institutionalized. It's tough to be in prison all those years and 
go out into the real world again, especially now when everything moves so quickly, technology and culture and whatnot. I mean, imagine if you were put in, in a prison for, let's say, 30 years in 1990. 1990 is so different <laughs> than 2020, you know? Just a world of difference. Mm-hmm. So you got to have these sorts of programs to help these guys out. But it also would help to not throw them in the first, throw them in there in the first place for bullshit charges and weed and fucking stupid shit like that, you know. And uh, yeah, prisons. Just so everybody knows, it's they're there, they're great. Uh, we've got a really big, uh, nasty one around here that's a, a very famous called San Quentin. Have you ever heard of it? Mm-hmm. San Quentin Prison, and uh, they they make a lot of stuff over in San Quentin. They make artsy knickknacks. They have a gift shop. They can buy music boxes, they drawings and paintings, greeting cards uh, made uh, by one of the death row's own on, on the United States' largest death row. <laughs> Isn't that great? I hope you... This is, this is very incredibly surreal. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is why they're replacing the pride flags with the American flag, because America's just that great. <laughs> uh, C. Brooklyn 112 asks if they have an Etsy page. Oh, let's see. <laughs> San Quentin <laughs> Etsy. San Quentin Etsy. Uh, well, they seem to have something here. They got a little something here. They got an autographed Johnny Cash at San Quentin. That guy played a lot. He rocked a lot of these local uh, prisons, you know, Folsom and San Quentin and all that. Got B.B. King to do it, too. Great, great live track. If anyone is interested in some great blues, B.B. Uh, King live at... Which prison was it? Uh, oh, gosh. It wasn't Cook County. That's... An, that's an, nah. No, is it? It's Cook County. Yeah, in Chicago. Yep. Oh, perfect. It's a perfect place to do it. Yeah. So if you're interested in these these high quality made products, you know, you can always go go get some. Go get some. You go to any baseball game, I think, and just buy a hat and you're supporting it. <laughs> God. <laughs> I hate this place. Nothing works here. I've been here for seven years. Medication don't work. I hate this place. <laughs> I haven't I've got the scurvy. Uh, NBS <laughs> fucking just said something so I'm, I'm glad he's listening uh, Chase Bank probably shorted the REITs before they pulled out definitely mm. definitely you know what uh, Chase Bank was saying right now I'm dangerous <laughs> no that was my cock oh sorry <laughs> <laughs> He says, she says bullshit. Oh, man. My parting thought on this before I before I wrap up my stuff is, you know the game uh, GTA, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, GTA uh, Online, GTA 5. It, it, the whole thing, the way that you make the most money in that game at the end uh, of, the, of the latest one is you finish the game, you get about like $300 million from your last heist. And, and that's how, you know, that's a good chunk of change. But then what you do is you do some insider shit. You invest because they have like an in-game stock market. Right. So they, they've got like, an in, like say they got like a Facebook, right? Uh, so you, what you would do is you would invest in, they've got a Facebook and a Twitter. 
you would put all your money into Twitter and then you do a mission where you basically like kill Mark Zuckerberg or whatever his character is in that game. And so Facebook stock just tanks and Twitter stock blasts off. So you make a killing on that and then you sell at the high point and then you buy back into Facebook and then you ride that as it comes back to the top and recovers from that hit. I'm, and that, I get, in a, it, I get confused. That? Are we talking about real life or a video game? Well, it's a good <laughs> example of how this sort of thing works. Yeah. Insider trading, I should say. Obviously, you're not going around assassinating people most of the time. Allegedly. But, <laughs> but if you were to, to know, <laughs> if maybe there was, oh, I don't know, some sort of, uh, you know, shortage in some sort of industrial material that only Taiwan has a great mark on or south korea or whatever and one of our loser politicians goes and flies over there and makes a show about dealing with that government well then that will manipulate the stock price if mark zuckerberg goes on and does a really shitty version of meta sphere whatever the fuck is 3d thing is called and he looks like a jackass well then it falls three percent overnight but if you knew that he was going to do that well then you act accordingly and uh, that's really kind of how things work <laughs> on the whole for, for the big players, for the people that like to make the big, big money and are in the position to do so. Isn't it great? It's lovely. <laughs> yes. That's the way you do it. Well, I hope I brighten you everyone's the stock day. on the way up there. Now that ain't working. <laughs> Let's go. No, no, I won't even finish. Yeah, the- <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You're like, hey, man, we got to move these refrigerators, you know? I was going to say, uh, allegedly, legend had it, let's go murder Zuckerberg or something, but it didn't. No, fit. no, no, we don't, con- we don't, we be... condone that behavior. No assassinations, no violence, please. Correct. That, that was total parody, satire. Yeah, it's it all parody. We're talking about a video game here, people. Okay? Yes. We're not, this isn't. We're talking about song parodies inside of a video game. Exactly. And no matter, ooh. No matter how awful people are, I think that they deserve a fair trial and that they deserve to rot in prison for the rest of their life. <laughs> and I think that that's just fine all on its own. <laughs> okay, um, we'll edit this out. <laughs> in, a, in a court of law. In a court of law, yeah. <laughs> yeah. See you, Servo. Have a good one, bro. Uh, yeah. And that's my official, my official take. Uh, oh, and, and have a good dinner, see Brooklyn. Yeah, so I'm excited to uh, see what more prison coverage that you got uh, lined up in the future. Yes, I have I have an interest in this thing, and I'm I would like to do a little more research into it, especially on the the specific companies like Geo and Unicor and CCA. Mm. These, these companies deserve to have each and every one of them a little uh, dossier, you know. Uh, oh, thanks for the boost, Ned. Killing Zuck in Minecraft, of course, or in GTA. In GTA. Honk. In GTA. In GTA. Yes, indeed. <laughs> uh, well, I suppose uh, we should take a refresher and get a little scream mail action. I believe that would be lovely. That's not a fatality. That's my life. I know we've had a. That's my wife. Call. I told before. the bellboy to get my luggage. He went and grabbed my wife. 
Well, we only have one other uh, voicemail, so we'll save it to her for when we get back. Uh, you still got plenty of time. We're coming up on intermission here fairly soon. Um, we do have a message on the text line. You can also text 612-263-7999. And texter here says, Mike Hawk is my less successful cousin. He has also been known on the interwebs for too many, quote, predatory comments. (laughs) (laughs) Mike Hawk is dangerous. Dangerous. You claiming that Mike Hawk is predatory. <laughs> and now for a romantic reading of I Kill Everything I Fuck by G.G. Allen. <laughs> it's a joke. I'm joking. I'm joking, yeah. of course. Jo- this is all joke. It's just jokes. Yeah, it's just jokes. It's just jokes. Just, just jokes. Okay. It's a combination of my Ricky Gervais and Trump impression. It's just jokes. It's just jokes, okay? The best. The best jokes. The best jokes. Yeah, I, you, they, they had some pretty good jokes, but our jokes you know, are the best. Pretty good. Pretty good. But, you know, doesn't even come close, really. Doesn't, doesn't even touch it. Doesn't even touch it. Not even really. Not even a little. Uh, I mean, uh, intermission for today. I got some yeah, fun. Well, do you have anything to say about the intermission that you sculpted today? Well, the opening track for this one is uh, it's called How He Got Here by Explosive Ear Candy. Uh, we'll got some pretty funny uh, commercials. We'll hear a little bit from our uh, commander in chief. Uh, we have uh, a commander mix. in briefs. Yeah, commander in briefs. <laughs> Huggies um, made by the made of the USA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he loves stuff made in the USA. And Kamala is basically like a CEO of stuff made in the USA. <laughs> Um, we got, uh, I got just a lot of, you know, weird stuff. And then, um, at the end, we got a, we got a cover of a classic Misfit song called Skulls. So get excited, everybody. We'll be back in about, we'll be back in about 12 minutes or so. And we'll be back with second, second half. See you.
you gay? Are 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 you gay? If you're attracted to any of these out-of-work straight actors posing as gay stereotypes, you might be. Call 0891 Nightchuck. Go on, give your knob a bruising while your wife is snoozing. If you're dumb enough to buy a new car this weekend, you're a big enough schmuck to come to Big Bill Hell's car. Bad deal. Cars that break down. Thieves. If you think you're going to find a bargain at Big Bill, you can kiss my ass. It's our belief that you're such a stupid motherfucker. You'll fall for this bullshit. Guaranteed. If you find a better deal, shove it up your ugly ass. You heard us right. Shove it up your ugly ass. Bring your tray. Bring your tie. Bring your wife. We'll fuck her. That's right. We'll fuck your wife. Because at Big Bill Hell, you're but six ways from Sunday. Take a hike to Big Bill Hell. Home of challenge pissing. That's right. Challenge pissing. How does it work? If you can piss six feet in the air straight up and not get wet, you get no down payment. Don't wait. Don't delay. Don't fuck with us or we'll rip your nuts off. Only at Big Bill Hell. The only dealer that tells you to fuck off. Hurry up, asshole. This event ends the minute after you write us a check. And it better not bounce or you're a dead motherfucker. Go to hell. Big Bill Hell's cars. All the more filthiest. And exclusive home of the meanest sons of bitches in the state of Maryland. Guaranteed. I'll have two honey ales, please. One for me and one for the lady. If you can call me that. Coming right up. How you doing? Fucking trotter looking son of a bitch. Nancy? Nancy Velosi? Nancy, it's so great to finally see someone I know here. I'm sorry, sir. Do I know you? Nancy, it's me, Joe. Look, I don't want any time with your jokes right now, Nancy. We need to find a way back to the White House. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to find a way back. And when I do, I'll come pick you up. To honey, I use. Listen, I got to get my price now, Nancy, but uh, good seeing you. I'll be back for you. I'm more confused than a horny straight guy in a drag shop.
for our detective agency aren't working, SPO. Look, this one only got three likes. What did I'm from your mom? She's a very supportive lady. Don't make fun of me. Let me post more me. Don't, hey. you'll scare away SPO's mom. You guys are terrible at this. Shadow, how did you get into our house? Don't worry about that. Worry about your terrible tweets. You have to help us get more attention, Shadow. If we don't get more customers fast, we're gonna miss rent, and then we'll get evicted. It's simple. Watch this. Huh? <laughs> keyboard. That sure is a hot take, but how is it going to help us? Look, it's already got 400 quote retweets. Being popular on Twitter isn't about charm or wit. It's about being as inflammatory as possible. But won't that hurt our reputation? There are plenty of weirdos who will worship you for being a contrarian. Wow, you're so cool! See? Come with me, and I will show you all the secrets of being a clout chaser. Well, what are you waiting for? Farm interactions for us! Going to Twitter! I would rather get evicted. Up yours, woke moralists. We'll see who cancels who. Yep, I noticed that the word percussion I use in my routines is missing. Awooga! I've got a bad case of clussy fever, and I want to make whoopee with her cushions. Order, Mr. Edgeworth! Order! I order Miss Tornado to put her butt, her whole butt, and nothing but her butt on my face. Oh. Objectifying! In the beninging. In the... In the bini... In the beninging. Yeah, in the, in, in, uh, in the, listen properly, in, in the beninging, yeah, in, in, in the beninging, in the beninging, in, in, in the beninging, in the beninging. Corpses all hang headless and limb Bodies with no surprises Blood drains like the devil's rain We'll bathe tonight Wonders go
Oh, you know, I got to get you up on my wall. This is a second, second half of Behind the Schemes, episode 113. That's right. The hills were alive with the sound (laughs) of music at one point. Now now it is August 21st, 2022. Now I know what you're thinking, Boo. You already used that, that gag in an intermission before. And I'll have you know, if you go back and you listen to the time that I've already used something that was very similar, but not quite the same... You'll notice that there's actually people screaming in the background of that, uh, the hills are alive with the sounds of gunfire. Yeah. It's slightly different. It's different. It's not the same. Mm. That's right. Uh, you are joining us here on Behind the Schemes. We're currently live on the No Agenda stream. And uh, my name is Lavish, and I'm here with uh, Sir Booberry. I guess I'm Sir Lavish as well. We're both sirs. And uh, yeah, nice to see you, No Agenda. Nice to see you. Green room, of course, always. Yes, and uh, this is the part of the show where we like to take a break and thank all of the people that crawled out of the woodworks to help support and produce this particular episode of uh, BTS. And we had a couple of people, actually, that uh, we should thank. Uh, Indeed. First and foremost, uh, Make Heroism. Not only did he send in the uh, middle track that you heard there in intermission, and not only did he send an end-of-show mix that we're going to listen to, but he also sent over the very first uh, payment from the uh, the Threadless, <laughs> the Threadless store. <laughs> and that goat is dedicated to you. Oh yeah. And uh, let's see. So the first salvo from Threadless was uh, fifty-eight dollars and twenty-five cents. Hey yo. Hell yes, yeah! Thank you so much. That's so cool. And not only that, but uh, we've got all these shirts now. You <laughs> got so many shirts. I got Honk. bro tanks. I got shirts. I got all kinds of stuff. I'm wearing. Course, I'm wearing a BTS shirt right now. I'm, I'm wearing the. I ate the bugs. Then I slept in the pod, and now all I own is this T-shirt. BehindTheSchemes.com. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Begin mm-hmm. by slaying that one over there. And I've got my uh, NPR BTS bro tank on, and uh, it's a. Uh, it's quite a treat. Honk. And uh, oh, indeed, <clears throat> we're uh, we got some really really exciting stuff in the pipeline as far as uh, some new artwork. We're not going to delve too much into it until we get some more things finalized. But I am so incredibly excited for this uh, next venture, and I can't wait. Can't mm. wait. Yes, indeed. But uh, I guess uh, I'm a- these goats can't wait to die. Honk. These goats can't wait to be dinner. Dinner. Better for them to die than to let them compound their sins, honk. The sins of the goats shall be cleansed on this day, the day of August 21st, 2022. Honk. A sun- a Sundays. Oh my god, so many goats. So many goats, so little time. We're definitely in the double digits now for honk. goats slaughtered on the show today. <laughs> 
I love it. Uh, so plenty of hawks to go around. I think just about all of those. Yeah, they were. It was one, two, three, four, five, six. That's the sixth goat that's hit us since we. Oh, that's seven. Seven goats Honk. since we've come back from intermission. Oh my goodness! All of them from Pitar. Ah, uh, you are the, the man behind himself. all of this. <laughs> He's behind the schemes. Honk, just as I thought. Mm. Mm. Could only be Pitar, that big baller. <laughs> goat Kohler. 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 Yeah, goat Kohler. <laughs> this guy's got the goats, man. The goats fear Pitar. That's nine. Oh, nine just, goats. Like, we, I feel like we should have been moving them out of the pile because now they're just, they're just stacking up. Aww. This is going to take forever. This will take probably the rest of the show to clean up. This is going to be the best goat carcass moving session ever. Oh, oh, that's 11. I might need to, uh, I should go get a mop and a bucket. Mm, Let me me just relish in the, in the juices a little bit first. And then that's 12. Just seep in it. I just want it to saturate me, you know? I've I heard, want to be saturated. I've heard that the blood of sacrificed animals and children is good Honk. for celebrity skin. That's and, what I hear, too. And lavish, I'm sorry to say, but you're a celebrity, bro. That's <laughs> yeah. awful. That's terrible. I hate, I hate that. I don't want to be here anymore. I don't like that at all. <laughs> but, but, you know... I but, guess thank you. But, but your no. your skin positively glows. My skin thanks me. I don't thank you. Uh, that's fantastic. <laughs> I can be saturated in the goat's blood a little longer, and then we'll mop all this up. <laughs> thank you, Pitar, for lightening our goat load. Yes. The, the ranch has been uh, thinned out a little bit, so thank you. <laughs> I love you! <laughs> Oh my god! How efficient they were! We're not kidding. Those goats just line up. Yeah, they're, they're ready for it. They want it. Well, we should definitely address them before they start getting inflated. Then we'll have a problem. Goatflation? Oh god! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you've seen the whales. <laughs> you've seen whaleflation. <laughs> now a pile of goatflation. <laughs> uh. Um, oh my goodness, so many goats. And then uh, we had Sir Crossstitch come in with his monthly donation of $5.33. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed, uh, Sir Crossstitch. Thank you so much. Yeah, we the really, monthlies are, are very appreciated. Yeah, we uh, put the monthlies towards uh, uh, stuff like the... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? The art generator that we use for chapter art. The yeah, they dot. help us pay... Pay, keep the lights on, you know, all the all the regular bills of all the stuff. That's that's what that's where that goes. Uh but this is a value for value production, meaning that uh it's it takes one step and you can have part ownership in the way this show is ran and the ways it sounds. It's uh it's phenomenal. I think it's the only way of producing a show. We put everything out on the internet for free. And we ask that if there's anything that you enjoyed or uh, anything that you valued, send it back in the form of, uh, there's PayPal donations, there's Boostergrams, there's artwork, there's jingles, there's songs. You know, Tunsa will send us in uh, uh, acoustic music tunes. Yeah, it's yeah, fucking original awesome. music. Yep. 
it's it's awesome. All of that is considered value, even conversations and, and information, and <clears throat> just any any sort of communication. Really, we we find very valuable. And uh, and not only that, but you know, this is something we don't always promote every show. But well, we do this live. Every show that we do, we do live. We've got a chat room where we where we interact with people. We got the we got our green room, and then there are a lot of the people that are sending these goat boosts and these these slaughtering noises. That's because they're there right now. They're they're hanging out with us, and you know they're reacting to the show. And that's it's all that's part of the fun too. Is that you don't have to just like wait until this comes out. We we do it live every time. Yep. And, I uh, I cannot imagine like doing a show not live. Honestly. <laughs> Yeah, just the two of us hanging out. Yeah, let's record it. No, it's got to be live. That's got that's to, where we feel. That's where we get our Jimmy's rustled is in the live theater. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell you another way I get those Jimmy's off. I want to look into your face when you're sucking that out of my body. That's fucking kind of hot. Dude, fuck those goods. I'm so glad. <laughs> Thank you, Peter. Yes. Oh, ah, shit. I meant to play those for Pitar too. You are so cruel. <laughs> Cruelly great. <laughs> Cruelly. Yes. Mm. Um yeah. Uh I wouldn't do it any other way. Every Monday night. Um behind the schemes.com, badradio.live. Uh reach out, support a public production today. Indeed. It is Time to do some voicemails, actually. I was getting ready to go into my segments. You want to do a little screen mail action? I, of course I want to do a little screen mail action. Ah! <laughs> mm. well, Good scream. <laughs> caller, all I can say to that is... Ah! Or perhaps... Mm. It's like a call and an answer. It's like a, you know, <laughs> scream uh, siren, uh, I don't know, uh, beacon. Scream beacons. Scream beacons, yeah. Ah! yeah. And then, uh, you know what? We got a couple here. Let's do one more. One more. All right, all right. One more. Oh, my goodness, caller. That was a good one. I don't know what was going on necessarily, but it's it gave me vibes like caller is locked in the boiler room with some sort of deranged masked killer. Perhaps yeah, a dino. <laughs> Perhaps it's, there are a lot of them out there. Locked in the boiler room with the dino. <laughs> <sighs> Stuff of nightmares. I did catch him say, uh, I think he's with the great modder, uh, Mike Hawk, because uh, he said, Mike Hawk's burning. So, oh, wow. I hope, I hope he's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that's not the monkey pox. No, no, no. You got to... Reach out to us, Mike, if if you're doing okay. 612-263-7999. Most indeed. Did you know 
that it is the 58th anniversary of uh, one of the biggest festivals of all time, Woodstock 69. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, it's the August 15th to 18th is when the festival took place all the way back in 1969. Um, so you're starting to see some, uh, some articles um, popping up about the event. And one in particular caught my eye because in this article, and this comes from a, uh, plsn.com which is a big uh, sort of tech theater entertainment uh, magazine right mm-hmm. um, they had this uh, piece covering Chip Monk he was the lighting designer for Woodstock and I'd like to go through it with y'all okay uh, so there was a couple of things that I did not realize Chip Monk was yep. this guy's name yep so Chip nice and last name M-O-N-C-K Chip Monk Cool. Yeah. Uh, which is not his real name, funny enough. Oh, uh, okay. Well, that's fine. Still good um, So, one of the things that I, I guess I was not aware, because full admittance, I have not seen the entirety of the Woodstock movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I enjoy most of the bands, but I, you know, the, the Flower Child, or Flower Power, Love Child, uh, hippie communist <laughs> songs... Like, you know, it's it's cool. I enjoy it. It's definitely, it has its time, um, especially in the lexicon of culture here in the States, even though it could be argued that it was probably all just a giant <laughs> psyop. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely taken over at some point. I think around the beat generation. But yeah, I agree. Um you know, it's I enjoy it for what it is. I, I'm way more into the hair metal, the punk rock. Um, so I, I also subverted. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so I haven't seen the documentary. So one of the things I didn't realize is that the, uh, entirety of the stage was constructed out of wood. Yes. Uh, which was there, you know, built in the field. And it's just one of those things like, oh yeah, I mean, of course, what else were they going to do? There's no mobile stages that they're just going to drive onto the property and drop. There's no steel structures that they're going to be able to erect out there. Um, I'm not sure if things like concert decking existed at the time where, you know, it's all these big four by eight heavy duty platforms that coffin lock together. You can just pop them on legs and, you know, then you've built a stage floor that's sturdy. Uh, yeah, I no. don't know if they had any of that really. Um, but yeah, they, uh, they, they didn't with this poor broke ass festival that barely happened. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of that, um, quoting uh, chip monk here, Woodstock was a production disaster, and he was qualified to make that assessment. Uh, and then he has to take so- take off the rose-colored glasses and take a trip back, telling us the story of how one of the most legendary stages, measuring 80 feet by 100 feet, that served as a platform for the voice of the generation, uh, was essentially a failure. Hmm. Um, Not surprised. So... They had to move locations. Uh, that was one of the first issues. They had the permits ready to go in the original location, but at the last second, enough pressure from the locals saying, we don't want all these damn dirty hippies in our town running amok. Uh, they ended up having to move out to a dairy farm in upstate New York. Um, Max uh, Iger, I think was his name. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Chipmunk, uh, Chip, I'll just call him Chip from now on, um, 
he had a couple of different roles for the Woodstock show. So not only, not only is he lighting designer, he's one of the producers. He's, uh, one of the, uh, technical directors. So he was in charge of designing the stage. Um, so one, he's to blame. Yeah. Well, so one of the issues, and I, again, this is one of the things I didn't realize cause I haven't seen enough of the, of the documentary. Um, there's no overhead lighting on the stage. And the reason mm. this was, is they ended up having to go with a different roof, uh, when they moved locations and they ended up building these long wooden trusses. The problem was, is the trusses were designed to hold the weight of themselves. No problem. That meant that the trusses were not designed to hold any other weight. So the only thing <laughs> that the trusses were holding up were literally themselves. Mm. Uh, so his entire lighting Lovely. rig, they ended up having to shove up underneath the stage and mm-hmm. uh, was not utilized. So, yeah, if you look at the videos and the footage, the footage is just these four skinny wooden fucking uh, truss pieces just sticking out over the stage. Uh, doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. He was also pegged as the master of ceremonies. I don't know if you were aware of this. I was not. Uh, and you might recognize him from this. Uh, to get back to the, uh, the warning that I've received, you may take it with how many, however many grains of salt you wish, that the brown acid that is circulating around us is not specifically too good. Uh, it's suggested that you do stay away from that. Of course, it's your own trip, so be my guest. But uh, please be advised that there is a warning on that one, okay? <laughs> That's him. He's the brown acid guy. <laughs> yeah, and he's the guy. If he's the MC, he's definitely in the dock plenty. Oh, dude, and this guy to calm down and shit. has the patience of a saint. Here's him talking to the dudes on the scaffold towers. But before we continue, may we ask that those of you who are standing, please be seated. Those of you who are again taking residence on the tower, please again, for those who are behind you, may we ask you to come down. An exciting set is understandable. Now, please, if you will, return to the ground. <laughs> it's so 60s. Yeah, man, he, he, he knows his manners. Once again, there isn't a great deal of concern for the structural safety of those towers, but we are more concerned about those behind you who cannot see. Please, if you will, come down. Come down. You know, just so gentle. Lewis Pitnick. And this this video is great. I got a link in the show notes. It's 16 minutes long, and he's reading out all these show announcements. Uh, or not show announcements, but um, like people are asking family members who are out there to call home. There's been emergencies. You know, people trying to get, get people connected that got lost at the festival. Um, it's long. 16 minutes long. It's just him reading off names like, call this person, meet this person here. Uh, so on and so forth. Hmm. Interesting. Frank Chazen, go to the information desk or the field behind, please, right away. Those of you still on those towers, <laughs> I don't, I don't really know how to approach you, but if you would be kind enough as to assist those behind you, I think we're all generally here for the same purpose. Please come down. I don't know how to approach you. John and Sally Cooper. <laughs> goes back into reading. He goes right back into it. This guy is Zen mode. Man, he is on the road to Zen, and I, I can he must be on good acid, dude. I can completely empathize being in this situation. It's like you know, they're 
folks who can't be doing that. Like, have some co goddamn common sense. Will the people from Milwaukee 14 resistance community go to Mark's car in the press parking lot now? <laughs> I love this. Uh, it, it always comes as a problem. <laughs> Could you use your um, willpower or whatever we may call it at this time to willpower. aid us in what we're trying to do? There's seven of you on the scaffolding. We'd like to wait for you now, please. Oh, I love it. And uh, here's my last one of these series. Because <laughs> nothing's working on these assholes. Roger Kunka, please bring the pills for Kevin to center stage at 5.30, please. Carol Masters, come to the medical tent, either the Honk. pink or the yellow one up on the hill, immediately, please. Debbie Cohen, come to the medical, medical center, please. As soon as you gentlemen get straight with that scaffolding problem over on the right, we'll continue. <laughs> you know, all things considered, they were very well behaved. I mean, the people on the scaffolding, yeah, sure, there were a couple of dickweeds still on there, but like, it's, it amazes me how quiet everybody is, how respectful they seem to be. Yeah, and a lot changed in 30 years, turns out. <clears throat> yeah. Which, uh, Bully Steed brings up a good point that Woodstock 99, the Woodstock 99 doc has been out, and uh, it's been making its rounds. And 94 and 99, also known as Woodstock 2 and 3, were real shit shows. I mean, not at the infrastructural level, like like with your guy with Chipmunk. Like, it's not like, I mean, they built everything, you know, up to code, I believe, and had good lighting and all that. It was the crowds, and it was the mud, and it was the location. That was what was awful. Well, I, people. I've, I've got a clip. I'm, I'm not prepared to get, because I, I became aware of that 99 documentary. Um, mm -hmm. I just did not get a chance to see it. Uh, but it's on my list of things to check out here. Um, so I, I did find my notes here. The original site that they were going to set up the festival was in, uh, Wallkill, New York. Uh, but they mm -hmm. ended up moving it to Max, uh, Yasger's 600 acre dairy farm in oh, Bethel, New excuse York. Me. Uh, I'm sorry. I got to correct. It wasn't, it was Widow Garrett. Widow Garrett told me that. My bad. I got to clarify that right away. Oh, and we had a boost come in from Pfeiffer9393 saying, Do what thou wilt shall be the whole of the law. Love is the law. Love under will. Indeed, Pfeiffer. Indeed. Well said. Uh, so, Monk is quoted here in this article. My major Woodstock error was voting for the wrong stage design. The moment I saw these wooden truss uh, lumbers arriving, I knew my goose was cooked. The load-bearing assessment of the roof, the massive timbers were probably a visual display of strength, but they were of such weight there was no additional load-bearing capacity of the two support poles, and because of shortening one of the two poles in their unloading and reducing the others to match the roof trim, its elevation for lighting was unfortunately far too low. The design was neat, looked great, but in execution, it never did what it was supposed to do. Uh, the biggest, the greatest disappointment was to end up with a roof that had uh, that was not load bearing. Bad, big mistake. Mm. Um, some more technical information, uh, pieces of information. Uh, there were 650 uh, lighting fixtures that he was planning on using. Some old uh, Kegels, uh, some scoot, not scoops, but they're like Fresnels, so mm -hmm. bigger can. Um, 
2001 ellipsoidal lights. Ellipsoidals, that's the long, uh, you'll see them in a lot of theaters where they get the shutters and whatnot. The long ones, yeah. Yeah, the cans, yeah, we were talking about just to clarify the the ellipticals are the long ones, and then the, you're talking about par cans, you were talking about uh, Fresnels is what you're talking about. Yep. Those have the, the, the textured uh, lens. Yeah, it's, uh, you'll see that type of lens in like uh, lighthouses and whatnot, and it, it's, it's a concentric, it's kind of a wash light. yeah, concentric rings that are ribbed and that just move in on themselves. Right. Um. Whereas the ellipticals are more spotty or more uh, focused than than that. Yep. Yep. These are like a wash fixture. They have a little Mm -hmm. punch to them, you know? So they'll definitely, like, you can point them and they'll light really good this one specific area and it'll kind of fall off as opposed to a wash fixture, which is just like, I'm going to spray all this light right here. Mm hmm. You know? Uh, Oh, I lost my notes. A little inside baseball and lighting there, folks. Yeah. Um, so the, uh, 650 units at around 20 pounds per fixture, cause you get all that heavy metal there. There's no mm-hmm. molded plastic or anything. Um, was about 13,000 pounds and that's without the cable distribution and rigging, which he would venture to say was about another 3,000 pounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the fixtures ended up rusting underneath the stage because of the rain. Um, he had pulled his lighting crew from the Fillmore East in New York and found out that their worth ethic had much to be desired. Quote, it only got, it only got tough when they didn't uh, like to work from dusk till dawn um, because of the 24-hour cycles that they had to be on getting all the bands in and set up and whatnot. Uh, mm-hmm. So he ended up having to train a crew of newbies during the event under the deck between the act intros, showing them the basics of lighting. Um, Ugh, rough. And again, <laughs> I feel you, man. I'm right there with you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, people aren't aware. It really was like an around-the-clock festival. And I think the last major bands probably wrapped up at like 2, 3 in the morning, maybe even 4 in the morning. And then they had a, a rave tent that you could go to and party until till the sun came up. Yep. Pretty cool. It's pretty cool stuff. Not man. a rave tent, but you know what I mean. Like, Because it wasn't called a rave tent then. It was called something else. Now, uh, An acid tent. <laughs> acid tent. <laughs> um, so he does get into the fixtures that he was able to use for the show. And it was 12 Super Trooper follow spots. Uh, mm. Carbon Arc Super Troopers, to be exact. And I got, I got some cool fucking clips about that. So hold on, hold on to that, uh, that straw of the, car, of, of the Super Troopers. We'll be back to it. I want to hear, hear some, uh, some of what Chips actually got to say. And um, this first clip here, he gets into, like, how do you just break it into an industry like that? And more often than not, all it takes is just showing up. Marvelous, absolutely great stuff, you know. And I was never pressured or suggested at any time, this might be an interesting field for you. And along the way, uh, she was very chatty and had uh, lots of contacts. And I met uh, Jeannie Rosenthal and then later had the pleasure of chatting with her in her work with Cambridge in Massachusetts and um, Abe Fader. Fader suggested that I look up Charlie Altman and Yonkers. So on one of those Wednesdays, I was given a couple of hundred bucks, and Mum said, all right, now you're on your own for a moment. And I think I was 15, 16 in those two years. Um, why don't you take a trip up to Yonkers? 
they have addresses in the phone book still. <laughs> we're not we're not so protected yet. And knock on those three doors and find out who Charlie is. And I did, and I said, Mr. Altman, I know a little bit about lighting, and and I'd like to work on the benches and uh, hone my skill from the bottom up, knowing exactly how the instrument works, thank you. He said, great, we'll gel those, that's a 902, put the, put the colors in as, the, as that boom is, and make sure the clips are bent over correctly so they don't snag on each other, and just, just do it right. And he walked out of the garage, and so I finished yelling with 12 or 14 booms and said, when can I come back? He said, anytime you have the time. And that sort of an association began allowed me to then get very soon to the fact when working at the gate, simply um, all the rental gear that came back that was mildly damaged or something that wasn't uh, in, in the condition that you, would, that you could successfully rent again. He said, well, that's pretty easy. There are the parts. They're all around you. All you have to do is buy a new lamp. If the lamp's working and it's come back in that, cradle it, take care of it, take it along with you. So he basically gifted the entire gate five-year creation, bringing it up to a 450-seater magnificent club. Absolutely lovely. So that's how it happened. And then it went on and on and on. Very shortly after the beginning of the gate, then I was put into Newport Folk and Jazz by Albert Grossman because he wanted Joni Baez in his stable. He was the management of everybody from Peter Paul and Mary to Dylan to Robbie Robertson, the band, Dan, Dan, you know. And um, it just started to snowball and never stopped. The only thing I learned from Woodstock is to make sure that you had five contingency plans for every adventure you ever did. Uh, so hmm. Altman Lighting Company, it's a company that still exists to this day. Uh, mm-hmm. They did a lot of um, ellipsoidals. You'll find those in a lot of like old theaters kind of stashed away. They're, they're uh, six by nines, I think is what they're called. Uh, which, which is a type okay. of ellipsoidal fixture. Um, they do lots of par cans. You know, they've they've done all the updated stuff. I've seen stuff. before. Yeah, they're they're, they're an old company. Um, but I learned something about Altman. Is uh, back in the day, they would turn around and donate a lot of their fixtures out to other theaters. And the Village Gate is one that uh, Charlie, or excuse me, Chip ended up working at. Mm. And um, you know, it's this nightclub. It's getting all those big acts in New York at the in the sixties. You know, the all that folk scene. The uh, I think they had some British artists mm-hmm. come through for sure. They lit uh, so many classic icons of the day. Yeah. Um. But I think some of the best parts of this interview is when he's actually talking about the uh, the fixtures themselves at the time. And this is uh, clip two, Bring Your Own Fire. The only thing I learned from Woodstock is to make sure that you had five contingency plans for every adventure you ever did. Bad at it. And since Stones, uh, CSN European and and then uh, the Stones for five years and started right after that with Stones 69 US. Um, yeah, I needed all the help I could do. <laughs> I needed every trick I could find. I had 650,000 watts of light sitting under the stage rusting. <laughs> I, had, I had 12 follow spots for the, for the entire film. And they're carbon arcs and they only burn for 41 minutes. So that means that everybody had to start out with different lengths of carbon. And that was on my cue. And um, 
I'd, I'd have to pull the short guy out first and make sure he trimmed into the, the correct length of carbon, and then I'd reel down the line, and I'd, and then they would be the the, the 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 critical person was always the guy that started started short, you know, because then he became long. Then I had to then I had to change to the other end of the scale to remember the the next trims. I mean, it's just part of not having a light bulb and a lamp. You just bring your own fire. <laughs> that was the that was the light source. Hmm. I uh, I just dropped a link to the uh, Super Trooper Carbon Arc Spotlight. Um, man, this is one lighting fixture I have seen the skeleton and bones of everywhere, but I have never had the pleasure of actually operating this. And uh, I actually I think this video came from the Portland Coliseum, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, the issue is you need a transformer, a crazy fucking transformer to take that 120 and step it down. Uh, <clears throat> some of these fixtures that I was looking at, these old like film set scoop lights that are carbon arcs, they wanted them dropped down to like 78 volts or something crazy. Uh, but essentially what it is, is it's two rods of carbon. One's positively charged, one's negatively charged. You poke them together, you know, boop their noses. And then you shoot a massive amount of electricity to bridge the gap between that carbon. And what happens is it ignites it, and it, it creates a flame. Mm. It's an actual flame. And, uh, you know, they've got one of these videos here, uh, how to operate a carbon arc. Um, they actually open up the panels so you can look in. And, like, these lights are so old that they don't even have, like, a, you know, if you open up this panel, then the light will... You know, do well, emergent, do it like an emergency stop on the lamp and shut it off so you don't burn yourself. There's none of that. Mm. <laughs> you know, they just crack it open and here's this carbon fire going. All, all this smoke is spewing everywhere. Nice. Yeah. It doesn't even have to operate in like a, a somewhat of a vacuum. It's just good to go. That's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Yeah, it is exactly like a welding arc, no beret. Um, and it's nice. this, that's so cool. It's this brilliant. Uh, oh wow, it, that's so cool! I'm watching it right now. Yeah, it is. It's just a, it's cool. A welding arc. You know, it, it's a it's a type of light source that you're not ever gonna see anywhere. You know, you can that you can is go, definitely not OSHA certified. You can go and buy all these shitty, you know, 5K daylight LED bulbs guaranteed to last 10,000 up your ass hours. Um. But you know it, it can't even come close. This is like, this is like going going and buying those those LED daylight bulbs is like going to the Dollar General for paint. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. This is the real deal. This th- this sunlight is it's essentially an artificial sunlight. That's how true blue the tones of this of this color is, and like, you know, it's. It's just, it's crazy. Like, they end up taking one of these scoops and pointing it at a guy that's standing out on the dock in sunlight. And then they point it at him, and boom, he's got sunlight not even, you know, coming from the the top back of him, but he's also got sunlight coming in from the face. And he he glows. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) Um, That's some hot light, man. Those things must get pretty heated. Oh, yeah. It's, uh... They, uh, I don't want to spoil like some of the gags that they would use to do on the people, but um, yeah, and 
you know, they're very noxious from what I've heard. I've worked with plenty of stagehands over the years that had experience with these. And I mean, you are burning up all this carbon and like sucking it mm-hmm. in. And uh, a lot of them used to have like uh, hoods that would suck up all the smoke and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and uh, in my work box, actually, it was a, uh, it was, it came with the work box, but there's this plaque in there that says use in case of emergency and what it is is <laughs> two carbon rods <laughs> Jesus that's what the carbon rods look like nice and that would uh <laughs> plenty plenty of local stagehand would get a kick out of that uh, it's, it's very <laughs> it's very good <laughs> uh, but yeah there's so many theaters where even here in Minneapolis at the Orpheum they've got a couple of these uh, follow spots just junked in the basement. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't. Not only are you going to have to deal with the you know OSHA violations of making people breathe in these fumes, but I mean, just finding the power and the whole mess. Uh, yeah, and you, you don't. I mean, you don't want to ditch them either. You don't want to throw them away. I mean, it's probably easy enough to do that for a lot of people, but for some people, right. have one. It'd be cool to keep it or hang on to it or, I mean. Who knows? Maybe you can even sell it down the line as like a collector's item, or maybe it'll gain value back. You know? Yeah. And it turns out a lot of floodlights uh, come to find out in like World War One and World War Two were these uh, type of fixtures, these carbon arcs. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty neat. Hmm. Um. So I played. Uh, shit. I never use an intelligent light source. I have no no use for them whatsoever. Is that the right one? Did we play this one? I'm sorry. The only thing I learned from... Yes. Okay. So, um, this, uh, this clip here, it uh, gets into Chip talking about uh, the actual flame and the, the tones of these carbon arcs. I never use an intelligent light source. I have no, no use for them whatsoever. My delight are, are the pencils or the paintbrushes and the things that I can do with a, with a, with a follow spot. You know... Generally, for musicians, it's bottom of guitar, top of head. Yeah, keep that continuous until such time as it's solo. Then you may may iris up a little bit if you need to, change the attitude, or let's let me have him picked up from here, and you'll slowly leave, and therefore we're going to have a blank side, and that'll be interesting because we'll just start to take a peek at that like blank side. But when he gets back into the tonic or back into the straight fours again, then then let's swing around and you pick up again. It's it's just wonderful things that you can do with it. And they're not really available to me, especially the color choices in uh, in automated lighting. I have no interest in it whatsoever. The ability to change color and not use five times the instruments that you want to to get five different colors of backlight or side light or shin busters or whatever, you know. Of course, it's it's less expensive well it isn't really less expensive it's less laborious because there's only there you have five five lights instead of 25 to get you five colors those five supposedly to give you all the five colors you want you know all i need is a lot of a lot of beef and a 2k fresnel with a bvw in it is is makes me very happy you know if i need more i'll go to julian loet <laughs> you know uh, and get the finest instruments that I can find. I, as long as I have a, a, a constant light source and can deal with it with shutters and, and iris and dowser and all of that, I mean, I'm very happy. Uh, I, okay, so I, I see what happened here. I got a little out of order. But 
I cannot uh, agree. You're out of order. <laughs> no, agree. you're out of order. <laughs> agree more with this with Chip here and just the uh, being able to design shows with stationary fixtures minus your follow spots. I think is a it's a dying uh, it's a dying design. I feel mm-hmm. you know even with in in the age of. Um, LED fixtures, you know, stationary just wash fixtures that you have control over that you can change the uh, the color of. What he's talking about is you don't, you know, not having that option. So if you want your red, your blue, your green, your yellow, or amber, and lavender, you're going to be hanging that. And um, I've been uh, the second Disney tour, uh, Disney on Ice tour that I had, the, the rig the lighting rig was so old, it came from the uh, late 90s, it was Tarzan on ice. That's the sort of trust that we traveled with. We didn't have um, we didn't have the LED pars, it was this par trust. So it was, you know, two bars of, I think, t- uh, ten pars on either side, so like ended up being 20 fixtures in this one huge, massive piece of trust. I mean, you got these stacked together and it's taller than I am. Um, mm-hmm. which I mean, it's not too hard, I guess, with all the. Tr- but, anyways, regardless, um, it's really big, beefy stuff, and uh, I can't even remember the last time that I really, within the past what five years, I've maybe worked in one theater that had only conventional or incandescent fixtures. Mm-hmm. Your your non LED kind. Yeah, I've only seen those really in um, in in colleges and in old old community theaters, which are no longer around or have been uh, remodeled since. And you know, to boot, I just the I go back to the cheap paint. I feel like the LED lighting can't even uh, compete against your standard HPL lamp, which is I would say you would find that in almost any ellipsoidal fixture anywhere um the 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 quality of the light i mean it just the led fixtures they make people look flat they make people look flat and they have this like sort of um it's like a it's like a artificial glow that is unsettling mm-hmm because it's just this fucking, yeah, it's this like beam of uh, or this constant flickering of the LEDs because mm-hmm. it's on off on off on off on off right. Whereas your incandescent fixture with the uh, with the filament, it's going to stay on. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, I think this next clip is uh, Chip talking about the art of uh, follow spots. Woodstock is to make sure that you had five contingency plans for every adventure you ever did. And since... Nope, not that one. <laughs> heard that. I heard that. Yeah. I I think I've screwed up the names on these. That might be my other issue. Um, well, let's see what happens with this one. Find a mentor. Find somebody who's interested in, in, in you as much as you are in their systems. Ah, yes. Okay, so... Um, this last clip, it's towards the end. He's getting into uh, more so on that. How does somebody break it into entertainment? But honestly, this is phenomenal life advice for anybody. I think anybody can take this. And uh, if there's a 
uh, a hobby that they're passionate about, a craft, a trade, um, an art. I think uh, I think these words are meant for everybody. Find a mentor. Find somebody who's interested in in, in you as much as you are in their systems, and don't steal. You know, just take graciously, accept. You know what you're given. Ask always for more, and be prepared to give the same. Or you can charm anybody if if you use your head, and it can be it can be totally legitimate. You don't have to do it on on the sly. You don't have to put on your your costume for the day and be that person and then change later. Just you know, start giving, and you will receive. Find somebody whom you you are impressed with, and they'll tutor you. They love to talk about what they do, because that's why they love it. <laughs> Being snatched in the middle of it, or in that position where it could have become sort of, oh my heavens, how much longer is this going to go on? It was probably another one of those interesting things that happened, like things at Woodstock, where you know the rain came and everybody looked like a drowned rat. There was no more delineation, or there was no difference. We nobody was suiting anybody anymore. You know, it's. There's all sorts of things that happen, uh, unbeknownst to you, or right in front of your eyes, that that, um, that make your life real easy. <laughs> Just you know, be prepared. Wow, so inspirational! Wow! 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 <laughs> How great! Yeah, but uh, you know, but you he's can... right though. He's right <clears throat> to find somebody who's a master craftsman at something. They usually like to talk about what they do. And they're happy to share their knowledge with you as long as you aren't overtly annoying. Yeah, and then the uh, the whole um, you know you can you can go out there and be charming, and it doesn't have to be a front. <laughs> I really like that one. <laughs> I like that too. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's a that's a way cooler way of saying be yourself or something like that. Yeah, and I'm I'm a little frustrated at myself because this other clip that I uh, that got lost because of the mislabeling. He he was on tour with the Rolling Stones for about five years after Woodstock. He was. Well, I'm there. sure that his profile was heightened quite a bit. Oh yeah, after the whole thing, and the and the Rolling Stones in particular were really butthurt that they didn't go to Woodstock and that they weren't at, they weren't there. They were so butthurt that in fact they went and tried to make their own yeah, Woodstock. My- uh no altamont altamont yeah which chip was there for he actually got his teeth knocked out by a uh, hell's angel because they mm. ended up stealing one of the rugs from the band and he confronted <laughs> the dude over it he lost teeth over a rug that's lame hey man fucking that is not your shit get your fucking hands off <laughs> again no, it's I weak it. of them to take that rug <laughs> no doubt but it's just what an escalation you know yeah oh yeah but that whole that whole thing was one giant. You have you seen the Altamont films? And I know that I've talked about it in the past. But uh, that was a real shit show too. I mean, somebody got stabbed. Yep. Be and cool, it was on everybody. Film. Be cool. Be cool. Cool it, people. Cool it, people. Be Why cool. we fighting and what for? <laughs> George Lucas is over there, like, oh, I gotta write this movie. I gotta. Oh God. <laughs> I wish I was in a galaxy far, far away right now. Oh my! That God. was in the exact area, though. That's that's Bay Area shit for yeah. sure. Fucking degenerate San Francisco people. Yeah, I think I think Chip was also at Monterey too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, sixty-seven Monterey, the greatest. 
probably the most important moment in 20th century music, or at least the latter 20th century. Uh, yeah, that that was really cool, and there was that was really well produced, from what I understand. And they had you know all the top level stuff, and people weren't out of hand, and it was actually like a very enjoyable show to go to. People had a good time, and that was produced by the Mamas and the Papas. Mm-hmm. And they had everybody. So so such a big deal. Uh, you know, made Otis Redding a star overnight, and Janice and. I mean, it was so great that The Who played there, one of their best shows ever, and no one ever talks about it. That's how great it was. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, next time that you go and watch anything from from the uh, Woodstock 69 uh, movie, just be aware that uh, any of the shots at night, all that's lit up by 12 follow spots um, <laughs> on a time limit, because those rods will burn down, and then you got to replace them. That's why he's talking about having to do with the the short stick first so they could time out you know and instead of having everybody lose their rods at the same time and having to do swaps they would stagger them out mm-hmm. um strategic yeah uh, there was uh the 12 towers were excuse me the the 12 super troopers were on top of four towers located at about 100 feet 60 feet up high in the air that checks out and um yeah, I mean that's that's all that he had. That's crazy. That's wild. Uh, also, uh, to answer No Beret in the chat, he says Bob Dylan went electric. He went electric at the Newport Festival, and I believe sixty six or sixty five, maybe. Mm. That was that was the big one where Bob Dylan went electric. No doubt. But I'm sure that all that uh, all those guys were involved in all that too. This this guy is an interesting character in the history of rock. This Chip Monk fella. Uh, you you've piqued my interest in him. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to do a look into this guy's life. Yeah, and I've barely even scratched the surface of this PLSN article. I mean, there's, there's so much that they talk about. I mean, there was a, a turntable at Woodstock. I had no idea about. Ended yeah. up not working, you know. Yeah, yeah. They just said the worst infrastructure at that show. Yeah. No electrical, shitty set design, as he said. Epic. Epic. They also uh, they also talk about the comm cables being locked up and dried up in the mud, and they mm-hmm. they speculate mm-hmm. that the uh, comm cables are still buried out in the field out there. <laughs> oh, I believe it. They got pictures of uh, of when the rains hit, you know, and it was just muddy as hell. People were just wrestling out there in the mud. It was it was over. There's no Honk. point in having any. Yeah, yeah, it was great. It was a real shit show. Yeah, and you know they uh, Chip also talks about more more on how he uses the spotlights as uh, paintbrushes, which I kind of I have this love hate relationship with spotlights. I think if you have good operators and you have a good uh, you have a good set of cues that makes sense, and it's not just oh fucking. Throw it open, big as you can get, bright as you can get, just follow them around, fuck off. Um, I think with a lot of, you know, with the right effort put into it, you can do some really, really nice looking scenes. And uh, especially with the rock stuff, you don't see any more of that. <laughs> you know, it's just, uh, I'm just going to get the color and you just fade out, fade in when I say so and fade out when I say so. And I'm just going to strobe and fucking 
pan these lights back and forth as fast as possible, and mm-hmm. I'm just gonna fucking. Maybe you have some intelligent uh, instruments that kind of do some fancy shit, but yeah, for the most part, it's just strobing. Now, I do have three additional clips here on the actual like operation and more about the carbon arc light. Do you have any interest in checking those out, or uh, I can maybe hit you with the <laughs> trailer that I clipped from Woodstock '99 that <laughs> had some really funny stuff that should be highlighted. Uh. Well, I mean, if you don't mind, I, I would like to hear this trailer. All right. This is the uh, trailer for that 99 documentary. How are you guys doing today? Welcome to Woodstock. There is a sixth sense that you develop when you spend your life going to venues. Woodstock, baby. Sixth sense. I can tell you a hundred feet away what the energy in that venue is going to be like. It was not your parents' Woodstock. We got off the bus and I was like, something's not right. It was like 1,000 degrees. I think we should leave. It's so hot yeah. Water was $4 a bottle, which is a ridiculous cost. The porta potties unusable. You had kids rolling around in what they thought was mud. In an environment where exploiting women, you could get away with it. You could feel something bubbling. In pop culture, there's this dark energy coming from young white males that entertainment is perpetuating. You have a crowd who are excited, inebriated, and you give them a band to help them release that energy. What do you think's gonna happen? They had the crowd going insane. People were dehydrated, passing out. There are a lot of stupid humans around here. We walked off stage and we're like, get out of here. Like, we need to leave right now. There's no rest, there's no breaks, there's no rhythm, there's no come down. It's gonna crash. The laws of normal society just don't apply here. Kids were petrified out there. This wasn't Woodstock 69. There is an umbilical cord between the dark, sexual, cultural underbelly in the country at that time to where we are now. A lot of that energy just wound up in chat rooms and Reddit boards in 2021. The question quickly became not how could this have happened, but how could it not? the participants of Woodstock 99 are like, what the fuck is a Reddit? What the fuck is the internet? Ugh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> I, I got a theory about 99 Woodstock. I've seen some part. I've seen the whole thing, I've seen parts. I, I really think that it existed in the era of Fight Club. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Fight Club, I think, would just come out. And it was just, that was the scene. That was what people, people were just actual psychos, just dirty, filthy, angry, violent people. Yeah, and I think, I, I can't imagine that, uh, that there wasn't a presence of some sort of upper, along the lines of amphetamine being consumed yeah. there en masse. But here's well, the other the, thing, too. The culture of it, man. The culture of it. It's so different to 69, 94, 99. People were different. Yeah. But you gotta understand too, is like, yeah, you got the meme of they were charging four dollars for a bottle of water, and you got the meme where you had to walk a mile and a half to get the free water. Um, you got the meme of well, someone got pissed off and 
after waiting for upwards of four hours to get water, they ended up cracking a main, one of the main water pipes, flooding out the port So all of the footage that you see of people... <laughs> Let me tell you something. Woodstock 99 took place on an airfield. You know what's not in an airfield? Dirt. <laughs> so where did all that mud come from? You ever wonder that? <laughs> mm. It's it's the it's the it was the Porta Johns that got flooded. That is the mud that you see in Woodstock '99. So like these yep. people are dehydrated. They've been drinking and partying their faces off. There there's no shade anywhere in this uh, on this airfield. Um, it's hot as shit. Yeah. Food scarious in shit. Swimming in shit. And then finally Fred Durst rolls up on stage and like it turns out ruins everything. Gets- Fred Durst was the catalyst that actually turned this into a, a like a, a tragedy. And you know, I kind of I empathize with him because, you know, he's just a he's just a fucking musician who's hyped up, you know. I'm I don't know if he's being told about all of the, you know, the shitty sh- <laughs> situations of the event, right? And well, just, you should know. I mean, everybody knew they were there. He, you should, you should see the footage of him. Man, he was, he is a piece of shit. <laughs> that guy sucks, dude. Okay, so he is a. Uh, all right, so Sorry. I will. He, I'll, I'll he play was, devil's advocate. We'll say that he didn't know. We'll say that he he was, you know, backstage and was right because you him. know he's. You know, backstage, he's not he's not having to go out and find four dollar bottles of water. He's got no. catering for that, right? You know, he does. He's got porta johns that are not flooded, so he doesn't have to walk through the shit pit to mm. go do his business. He just comes out there. They get that fucking song, you know, break stuff, uh, break stuff. Give me some to break. Like, I mean, yeah, it's all cock rock. Sure, I get it, but. You know, he's just this fucking dude. You know, they're rocking out of the song, and he starts seeing these sheets of plywood. He's like, "Whoa, what the fuck is all this plywood?" And then kids are climbing up and surfing the plywood. Like that looks kind of fun, given no mm. context. That plywood is what was protecting the lighting towers, you know, and parts of the stage. So that yes was the dis- the starting of the dismantling. But did you know? That there was a so you've seen the you've seen the footage. Um, it would have been the second day during the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and you look out and you see the sea of candles during uh, under the bridge. Do you know anything about this? No. An a gun, an anti gun violence organization called PAX, and they later renamed themselves to the Center to Prevent Youth Violence, distributed candles to the crowd. Um. During the during the the day, they distributed all these candles and st- intending for them to be a, uh, used in the candlelight vigil during the mm-hmm. Chili Peppers performance under the bridge. Okay, okay. So they they gave these fire starters out to a, a you know this crowd that had been angry, been drinking, hungover, violent no. psycho crowd. Gave yeah. them all candles. A gun anti gun advocacy group, mind you. <laughs> yeah. They're just like, they're trying to uh, replicate 69, basically. They're going out there doing the peace and love thing. Yep. And uh, so, not only on top of that, but fires have been started. There was a bonfire. They stopped the Chili Peppers in the middle of their set to address the crowd. Let them know that the fire department was coming um, in, in to quell one of the fires. The fire department allegedly said, well, there's nothing that we can do except just let it burn down. It'll be fine. It's not near anything. Uh, 
the best strategy. Yeah. My favorite fire <laughs> fighting strategy. It'll go away. Just let it burn out. Um, but it's been hypothesized that the fucking chili peppers changed their set around and at the last second decided to play this song. Oh no. Oh no. So you heard that at the beginning? It's fully asking, are you sure you want to do it? Are you sure you want to do it? Are you sure you want to do it? And Ketis is like, (laughs) dumbass. Yeah. And then at the end of this video, they fucking, uh, they're playing and then they're not playing and then they're off the stage. So, you know, like, you want to you want to talk about who's really egging who on here in this regards? Yeah, there aren't a lot of good guys in this situation. And they knew that the, they because they had commented on the fires. There wasn't like, oh, well, it looks like apocalypse now out there. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> they're looking at it like a a shit strewn war zone. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Let's yeah. Go for it. Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck it. But that's the fucking. <laughs> Fuck it. That is the. Mentality at this time was just like, yeah, burn it all down. Yeah, burn it all down. And then they burned it down. Like, oh, we shouldn't have done that. We shouldn't have burned it all down. (laughs) Damn, we suck for burning all this down. You know, there are uh, consequences for your actions. Mm. And in 99, people were just so separated from all of that. And there was no authority. Shit, they probably brought in 9-11 because of this. It was a day darker than Pearl Harbor. Like things are getting out of hand. We need to find a way to crack down on people legally. Mm. Uh, you know, that's kind of that's kind of the idea. Really, is goes beyond money. It goes to a certain uh, agenda, and that is an agenda controlling people. Believe it or not, people, that is something that rich people think about. <laughs> <laughs> you know, color me surprised. Uh, I like what Police Deed said in the chat here. The Bay Area had a fight club amongst the coders. All right, I'm gonna tell. I, I'm gonna just say a quick thing on this. This is genius. I think that you, because Fight Club's all about you know you're a white collar guy. You 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 work in an office. You 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 do this work all day long, and it's so rough. And you hate your bosses, and you hate what you do, and you got to deal with all this stuff. And you you leave, and you go to the bar, and you just have so much pent up anger and energy. And there's a masculinity there, you know, and you need to get this let out. And all of these coders, and this has been a running theme in, in Bay Area and Silicon Valley for a long time. You've got these guys who grew up, you know, being nerds and being weak or being antisocial or being awkward. Incels. And they get to this. Well, incels are just like, you know, they're just like nice, quiet people that that you know don't end up on top a lot of the time because they're just they're mellow or they're antisocial whatever these aren't people that are used to being in like an alpha male type of fucking setting where they're like doing shit beating people up you know that's what fight club is all about you take these guys that don't have that outlet it's not that they don't have it in them it's just that there's no way for you to express that in a way that's you know people would say is constructive or or uh, you know, politically correct. You're not you're not allowed to go out and, and show this violent masculinity in public. Um, but that 
that thing exists inside of you and you have to have that outlet some way. And so it really doesn't surprise me that all these office guys and all these guys that spend all day coding, you know, after work, they'd go and get drunk and probably do some pretty crazy shit because they had money now. And that was the other thing, you know, you don't have this power, but then when you get money, then you do get power. You get a a very certain kind of power. And it doesn't matter how socially awkward you are, how, you know, fucking weird you are, how unlikable you are, Bill Gates. As long as you have money, then you can, you have this thing and you can go around and start doing this shit. Yeah. And I think that the sex trafficking is part of that too. You know, I think that it's all, it, it all ties into this sort of, you try to, you know, these eyes wide shut parties, you're doing something that is a very real human thing that doesn't get that outlet otherwise. And you have to do it behind closed doors. Um, and at Woodstock 99 and Woodstock, yeah, th- that sort of thing shows itself. You know, people, a lot of sexual assault. <laughs> I think that was really the thing at, at Woodstock 99 was just too many people got assaulted and, mm-hmm. uh, Mm-hmm. taken advantage of i mean women were just it wasn't good dude it it had something had to give and it had to never happen again <laughs> anyway rant over yeah uh, i'm you know i'm gonna go see it uh, i'm gonna go see it or not go see it i will go seek it out check it out see what they got to say <clears throat> uh i just i i got a kick that of course it ties directly into 2021 and chat boards and Excuse me, chat rooms and and image boards and <laughs> mm-hmm. direct correlation. There's plenty. Yeah, there's a lot of photos and footage, and yeah, YouTube is ripe with all that footage. Mm. I like what Bully Steed says too. They would fight with a, an HP copier or a keyboard as weapons at the at the Silicon Valley Fight Club. <laughs> Silicon Valley Thunderdome. <laughs> That's right. They would dress up as office gladiators. <laughs> oh boy! Hold my glasses. How about a screen mail? Let's do it. Give me the screen mail. Hey, BTS. Quick question: yeah. If there were an earthquake on Mars, is it still called an earthquake? <laughs> Oh, the scream. Not Mars! No! Caller, it would be called a fake quake because Mars, like space, is fake and gay. Fake. Pretty gay. Science is settled. (laughs) (laughs) The news is in. The CDC agrees Mars is fake. We'll be sending feedbot drones to uh, neutralize target. Neutralize account. <laughs> that sounds a little more PC. <laughs> reallocate uh, uh, materials. Carbon credits. Reallocate carbon credits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a friendly reallocation, neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> Your remains will be used in the production of prison materials. You will either build the thing or you will be the thing that it's made out of. But who's buying the thing? Uh, mm. the ultimate question. Damn straight, son. I think that's a fucking excellent note to end the show on. <laughs> <laughs> Who is the buyer? Who is the buyer? 
Well, we'll be back uh, tomorrow over at hogstory.net with John Fletcher as we join him for, uh, I don't remember which episode it is, but uh, we'll be with Hog Story. And it's then, in the 300s. They're in the 300s, yeah. It's nice. And then after uh, after that, we'll be doing our watch party, so be looking for announcements on No Agenda Social or podcastindex.social uh, when we take that live and get the movie rolling and a cooking. There was... And it- if you want to get involved in that and you aren't on any of those things, either you can always go to our website at uh, behindtheschemes.com, threes for ease and schemes, and you can get into the chat room with the Kiwi link. And that's the easiest way to kind of just crack into this sort of, uh, this no agenda, I don't know what you'd call it. <laughs> All these other things that are going on outside of Twitter, uh, you know. Assessable. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, it is a cesspool. And that's where you'll find all the links to what we're doing. Yeah, we'll be there tomorrow. Yeah. And and just to do a little station ID, you've been listening to Behind the Schemes, which is a show that, yeah, we do every Monday night. Honk. Uh, my, my name is Lavish. This is Booberry. And we're on the NoGen stream right now. Oh, we should probably hit these a uh, couple of booster grams. Uh, we had a, w- the last one was from Pitar6666. He had to get one last goat in. One last goat in there. <laughs> And then we had another one from Pfeiffer198 saying, Booberry working Woodstock would have been dot, 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 epic. Epic. Hell yeah. It'd be interesting, epic. man. I'd probably be a lot more cut. I'd have nice pecs with just the right amount of chest hair, some sort of handlebar. Like, not a not a mullet per se, but like, it's there. The fucking shoulder down. length mullet. Yeah, and, you know. Yeah, and a dirty stash. Yeah, dirty stash, glasses, aviators specifically, brown boots, yep. light, very light denim pants, you know, freshly frayed from uh, working hard. <laughs> of course, real wear and tear. Not that fake shit you buy. A lot of necklaces. And, uh, you know, hand painted patches and, uh, you know, 20 pounds underweight. Because everybody was back then. Yeah, no doubt. That was the thing. <laughs> Everyone was just malnourished back then. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you're out there in the middle of a field. You're like, yeah, in the last three days, I've eaten some jerky and uh, smoked, uh, you know, 10 packs of cigarettes. <laughs> That's what I'm going on. Yeah, that checks out. That sounds accurate, <laughs> actually. <laughs> and coffee every now and again. And coffee, yep. The caffeine and nicotine. <laughs> um, oh, there was one last episode. Uh, sorry, website uh, behind the schemes. Uh, dot threadless. dot com. That's the website. Make heroism and uh, Mary Kate Ultra are running through for us, and they got uh, a couple of shirts that are going to be disappearing here pretty soon. So if you want to get the uh, a good boy, which is the Hunter Jackson shirt, excuse me, Hunter uh, Hunter Biden shirt, uh, you should go mm-hmm. check that out. That's right. These these first editions. They're, they're not going to last, you know? And, uh, yeah, we got shirts now. Check them out. They're really great. They're really great. And I want to thank uh, Make Heroism and MK Ultra again for doing that for us. That's so kind and uh, indicative of this fantastic value-for-value value model that we operate on. It's why we can have no ads, no advertisers, no, no, no corporate sponsorship of any kind, and we can say whatever we want, whenever we want, and that's why. And we don't have to do lame reads. Which is the most important thing. I concur. Woo! Yeah. Yeah, 
and thank you again to Sir Bimrose for hooking us up with this uh, with this slot. Doing, yes, do, always doing the show in the daylight feels a little weird, but uh, it's always fun. I know we're one of those late night shows usually, but uh, late late night. Yeah, it's nice to to get in the middle. And thanks, uh, yeah, thanks Sir Bemrose. He also gave us an LC. He gave us, uh, yeah, gave us some love. So thank you. And stick around. Following this, uh, we'll be. Uh, doing some post-production work over at badradio.live. We're still lit in a new podcast app, so if you want to hang out while we uh, turn around and get this episode posted because that is critical, come hang out with us. Indeed. We will be departing this stream, the No Agenda stream, and uh, returning you to your regular uh, broadcasting uh, scheduling. And we do have that into show mix from Make Heroism. Uh, I'm gonna kick your ass. It'll be good. Yeah. 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 Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. And fuck yeah until next time. I've been Booberry, Black Knight of the Mothman. Yes. And I have been lavish. Mm, Kill them and bring them happiness. You are the man behind all of this. I didn't know that was going to happen. It's all about the he says, she says bullshit. Mmm. I bet your pussy looked really good where they pulled that dead baby out of it. So there's still plenty of new spooks to be had. And if you can't see the light, then it's not there. You must stop this now. I'll stop you dry. We love the spooks. Don't tell your parents. I am the way, the truth, and the life. The end is near. I don't know what it means. I don't know what the end looks like, but we're close. Of your dreams.
get their ass kicked by me? That's it. I'm going to kick your ass. Then I'm going to reenact kicking your ass. If I was in horrible pain, wouldn't I have kicked this guy's ass? That's it. I'm kicking your ass. I have proven I can kick your ass while standing on a ladder. I'm going to kick this guy's ass over the phone. I will kick his ass. Prepare for an eternity of me kicking your ass. I'm going to kick your ass. I'll kick your ass up one side of the street and down the other. Move aside unless you want me to kick your ass. What the heck's going on here? But someone needs to get their asses kicked. I am going to kick their asses. And what'd you come here to do? To kick your ass. Get out of my way or my cleaner foot is gonna kick your ass. You can put me down for kicking your ass. Kicking your ass seems more appropriate, Carl. Come on, let's go kick some mustache.